0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me is always is
1: howdy doody everybody it's me lee michael kimbrell just chilling in the devorporium 2.0 upstairs loft edition how you doing nasty boys and girls across the whole wide world They're great. Raucous applause. So good. They haven't been paying attention to Red's News the last couple days, so they're clapping.
0: Clapping. They're just happy. They're feeling
1: good. Clap for the sake of it. Just happy to clap my hands in public. Clap your hands. Make a smile face. Try to be okay. Don't think about shortstop too much.
0: Clap your hands and say yeah.
1: Clap your hands and say yeah. Great group. Great band. Put a big old grin on your face.
0: Huge ear to ear baby i know man i'm smiling just for the simple fact that spring training
1: has sprung spring has sprung spring has sprung, sprung training the boys are down there throwing baseballs around and trying to hit them with sticks and yeah it's a beautiful thing
0: <clears throat> and dudes are throwing those balls trying to miss those sticks come on you're... they're
1: down there they're stretching they're playing long toss they're watching film baseball players are baseballing right now and
0: it feels good to know that it is happening and that eventually April first will come and we'll get to see live professional baseball from our Cincinnati Red Lakes.
1: It's sooner than you think too, especially in the time warp that is our life now. <laughs> yeah. Six weeks is nothing. Right. If you think about it, it's a really long time. But it's also just a blink of an eye. Yeah. Every day's the same. Right. Couple couple outliers. <laughs> yeah. You know, time time has changed how it moves. So we're just gonna look up and Before you even know it, we're going to be tuning in and watching a game at Great American.
0: That's what'll happen. You know, they say time is a flat circle. Yeah. But then you turn it on its side, get it going really fast. That's a buzzsaw that cuts right through you.
1: You're goddamn right. Hell (laughs) yeah. 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 Or a frisbee that gets caught in a breeze and just just floats around aimlessly.
0: (laughs) Do you remember the Will Smith, Kevin Klein classic,
1: Wild, Wild West? Oh, yeah. Classic. Wiki Wild, Wild, Wiki Wild, Wild, wild. Wiki Wild, Wild West. Jim West, Desperado. Rough Rider, no, you don't want not a, none of this. Six gun in this, brother running this, Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel who's in distress, be out of that dress when you meet Jim West. Holy shit. I had the Willinium CD. Oh, who did it though? Yeah, I know, and that song fucking bangs. It bangs, the whole album bangs. We're
2: going straight to the wild, wild west. We're going straight
1: once upon a time in the
2: west <laughs> I it's
1: amazing love it's yeah. amazing you just know it right off the i rip. love that song well big w- will guy
0: well what makes me think of that remember the the saw the the, the saw oh, blades yeah, yeah, and they had yeah. the magnets yeah that good. is time
1: coming for us that is time coming for us all just
0: gonna f- cut our heads off in a field and then a weird guy in a spider wheelchair is gonna fuck our faces Damn, or whatever he artemis. did
1: artemis Artemis. No, Artemis was that wasn't his that? Kevin Klein. Yeah. That guy's name was what? Fuck.
0: Babe, do you remember? Sweet Cheeks is up here, the, the first lady. The bad guy in Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. Do you remember? Oh gosh. No, I don't. I really don't. I like that movie. It is I loved it. It came out the right time for all of us. We were kids.
1: Oh, it was fantastic.
0: You know, it was a fun, like we'd never seen like a stylized western like that dr arliss loveless well, arliss
1: loveless rhymed yes had to have a terrible it name right awful name. arliss loveless yikes be better than that you know will smith turned down being neo in matrix to do wild wild west oh yeah isn't that crazy hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars lost gone the matrix trilogy made like billions
0: they've got a new one coming out yeah i know and i
1: am there for it i've watched all the matrix several times i've got the box set i love them i love me too yeah keanu rips and then just the whole concept of we're living in a computer yeah because you know it's back to time thinking that more and more yeah,
0: this is a simulation, we're dude. we a
1: goddamn simulation.
0: And we are just batteries for the machines. That's it. Dude, I, people shit on that third movie. I liked it. I
1: fucking loved it. Okay. The we're- city of Zion is so cool. Like, I love the idea of an underground society of humans living in spite of the robots.
0: In spite of the robots? Just fucking
1: just, just dirty oh, cave. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of course, an underground cave city is just eventually going to lead to an orgy yeah. every time. <laughs> I mean, no sunlight. You got to get your vitamin D somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. You got to bring it. Hey, vitamin D for that vitamin P. Yeah, throw it right on in there. In the hole. Vitamin C. You know what that is. Get, well, going to get scurvy down here if I don't get some vitamin C. Yeah, D. exactly. You just do it for your own well-being, man. Yeah. But why did you bring up Wild Wild West?
0: Because time is a flat circle. Oh, yeah, and, us, and, so. it's, and it's here
1: to cut our heads off.
0: Yeah. That's what it is. That's all the time. Father time is undefeated. So, might as well speed up the process and turn it into a buzz song. Cut our heads off.
1: And what we're saying is that we're really excited <laughs> for April 1st. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're so fucking pumped. I'm also pumped uh, to talk about uh, this. I mean, I've been looking. I'm in the new. I'm in the market for a new pair of shoes.
1: Oh yeah, are you?
0: Think about <laughs> it. Spring's around the corner. I got to match the fits going down the GABP.
1: Yeah, you got to get some shit kickers to go out there and peacock a little bit.
0: Where? I mean, okay. Look, I get it. You can go to a Foot Locker and get the same shoes everybody else has, but how else do you stand out in this world? Hard. It's
1: hard to. It's
0: you go and you find some dead stock. You find some unique sneakers that fit you.
1: Yeah. Where could you go and do that? I am completely in the dark on this, man. I'm not a sneakerhead, but I think it's just because it is such a pain to try to find a good pair. Right. I do wish that there was like, I don't know, maybe like a new sponsor to the podcast that could help us with that. From
0: rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. What? As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go cop the pair you've been eyeing, and with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous (laughs) inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees. On sneakers, $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Damn. With the other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for, I don't know, more sneakers.
1: More shoes.
0: Check out ebay.com sneakers today.
1: That's pretty dope. There's a lot of people that will take advantage of that.
0: They should. And, dude, if you do, here's something really cool. When you go and you, like, buy sneakers and you do that uh, uh, on ebay.com sneakers... Send us a screenshot. Send it over to us. We're, we're giving away a pair of custom Air Force Ones. You're put into a raffle with yeah. the rest of the network. How fucking cool. You could have custom Air Force Ones.
1: That no one else in the whole world
2: has.
0: No. As long as you just screenshot that bitch, send it over to us on Instagram or the email, which is at the new, na- new nasty boys at gmail.com. Fire it over.
1: You're in the raffle, baby. You're
0: in, baby. We'll put you in to wear a pair of custom, motherfucking
1: custom Air Force Ones. That's pretty ch- cool That's really cool. I was going to say chill, and then I said cool. It is pretty ch-cool. It's pretty ch cool its really ch cool coo- coo. its chill and cool.
0: Who was it in the mid-2000s? Rock Brown in my Air Force Ones. Nelly. That was Nelly. That's that what was I thought. the St. Lunatics. Yeah. Murphy Lee. The whole gang. Whole all oh, gang, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well,
0: you know. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, probably St. Lu- yeah, for sure.
1: There it is. No, I don't know. I, that, that seems like a, a cool thing. I need... We know a bunch of sneakerheads. You know who's turned sneakerhead is Chris Seamer. He's become a sneaker sneak? He did that Thread Beast thing. Oh, yeah. And they just sent him a bunch of shoes, which ultimately, they're not a sponsor, and it's way too fucking expensive. Yeah, fuck that. So go to eBay. Exactly. Why not, man? Or if you've got a bunch of shoes and you're strapped for cash right now, sell them. Right. Flip them. There's no service fee.
0: None. Go for it. Also... Here's the thing with with him is just like he's the mayor of Mount Lookout. You have to be fresh all the time.
1: Yeah, you need the shoes. You got to have the shoes. Got to have the clean fit. And you could probably buy uh, plenty of shoes right now What with all of your gambling winnings. You know, I really could. uh, You know what? It seems like you've kind of been betting online a little bit.
0: A little bit. Um, Do you have a place where you go? Because I have one.
1: Where do you go? I go to this wonderful website called Bet Online. Yeah, Bet Online. Yeah. We love them. They've been our pod daddies for a little bit. And uh, as you know, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football, it's over, okay, but we got the NBA, college basketball, and NHL. They're in full swing. You know, baseball is right around the corner. Uh, Bet Online, they even cover like award shows and TV shows, fucking reality TV. Yeah. You can gamble on anything, baby. Real time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Uh, they've got you covered over at Bet Online for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. What? So how do you not like that? Love it. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yep. so they'll, they'll go halvesies with you uh, bet online they are your online sportsbook experts that's right great read Thank killed you, it brother. you know what they love it I was gonna compliment you too man that eBay uh, read isn't easy and it was your first time ripping it
0: only stumbled a quarter of a step
1: there was one word what was it it was uh, um, uh eliminated yeah it, You're like yeah it just kind of jumbled
0: yeah and I think I blame my sinuses I got caught up in the in the cavity
1: no dude but you nailed Authenticity guarantee a team of independent professional auth- auth- authenticators perform like, you know, that's... I
0: am so excited to hear you do this
1: later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am yeah, beyond pumped. Yeah, that one was not easy and you nailed it. No. Oh, I'm going to crisp it up.
0: Oh, I believe it. You're going to take your time. You're going to fucking you're gonna sneak through it. Professional
1: authenticator perform a rigorous inspection. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: it's a tough you one. You sounded
1: like a fucking professor.
0: Well, I'm a, I am Dr. Shoes now.
1: Dr. Shoes, sponsored by eBay Sneakers. <laughs> I'm a professor in flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, you've got the flops down. <laughs> got them on. I can't wait to wear flip-flops again.
0: I know, dude. I'm, I I might be a full slide guy all summer. Yes.
1: Slide guy so that at the drop of a hat, you can just be barefoot in the grass. Uh. You're walking from a bar to bar, you just see a park, and you're just like, you know, I'm going to go stand barefoot in the grass mm. for a second, soak in the sun. That sounds good.
0: You just made the first lady and I... Ejaculate.
1: Yeah, she just peer, peered up. I mean, feet are—they're just—it's. Uh, I love being naked foot in the open. Me. I do love a good flip flop. Uh. I've got a lot of flack in the summer, man. I'll rock flip flops on stage.
0: Yeah, that. Oh, I think the, all the rules for that are gone now. Yeah. Since the world almost died from a cold. Yeah. Like no shit. <laughs> we can <laughs> yeah. we can wear shorts and sandals if we're outside. I think I'm going to become a party short guy on stage. Who gives a fuck at this point? We
1: started dabbling and wearing shorts in this past off season. Yeah, when we were wearing shorts on these outdoor shows. Yeah, give me a good old fucking pair of just short denny's, and I'll throw my flip flops on, and we're here to go.
0: Yeah, you know I'm all about now the you know the printed short with the little alligators on them. And oh the, yeah, you know and the drawstring.
1: I'm into that. You're in that game, and you rock them well. You've got a good physique for shorts. I, th-
0: I I have great gams. Yeah.
1: Yes. You. Yes. Exactly. Your legs are worth showing off.
0: I know where my strengths are. They're hardy. Gams, shoulders, kind of losing the third one,
1: but it's going okay. Oh, brother, man! Just embrace the hair. I don't, know. Just don't worry about it. You're taking, I you're know. taking some precautions. You're trying. The no, the no wash thing is really going to help. It, it already is helping.
0: Yeah, I think it's helped immensely.
1: It's still luscious, man. Don't worry my, about it.
0: My coworker called my hair and uh, and like my whole vibe and how I dress and everything greasy couture. Oh, well, that was I like, like I'm like, that's sick. She's like, yeah, you're high-end greasy couture. I was like, thank you. Thank you for noticing I am wearing a polo work coat.
1: Yeah, see? <laughs> I do. I class it up a little bit, but I'm also going to rock this faux mullet. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go full maul, and if it gets long enough, because really the bald spot on the crown is very minuscule, and if yeah. it gets long enough, covered up, baby. Yeah, powder. covered up, can't even see it. I know a guy who powders. You, you know a powder boy. I know a
0: powder guy. He's got like black powder for his hair.
1: I've seen hair. it before. I don't know. See, then I'm just worried about like, what if it rains? See,
0: and then he was sweating one day, and I saw the bead run down. He Just
1: went full Giuliani.
0: Oh man, that's a
1: bad look, dude. It is a bad look.
0: It's like, dude. Put down the pepper shaker, dog. Yeah. Lean into it.
1: Yeah, man. No one needs that black baby powder. Not
0: good. Yeah, Over it.
1: It's not looking good. Just dust and salt. It's like chalk yeah. dust on your head. <laughs> and it yeah. just clings to the little hairs that you have.
0: It looks like you like just took a pool like a fucking pool cube. And just mashed it on the top of your head and hit it. Like remember when you were in elementary school you made like the egg drop on somebody's head, the slope. You just did that but like just mashing.
1: Yeah, school themed again, somebody cleaned the chalkboard erasers. O- over top of your head. <laughs> I always loved doing that in elementary school. Someone would have to go and take all the erasers outside and just smash them together and clean them out. Ugh,
0: you made me get goosebumps and almost throw up. The, oh, the one thing that gets me is th- I hate chalkboards. Oh,
1: yeah? I love a good old school chalkboard.
0: It makes my stomach turn.
1: I taught with a chalkboard one year. One class. Yeah. It was just a class with a chalkboard and I ate it up, baby. Yeah, that was your feel house? Yeah, I loved it. I missed flexing on people and having really good handwriting. Yeah. Writing on like a whiteboard or a chalkboard, it's difficult. It's hard. You always like slant down and everything. Mr. K kept it on point. Love the whiteboard. All block lettering. Ooh, okay. I still write the all caps. Yeah? I'm an all caps boy.
0: I'm a I'm the hybrid of the cursive and the straight up.
1: Yeah, my handwriting will just like change. Some days I'll wake up and if I'm writing, it'll just be in cursive. But mostly I, I'm a block guy. And Fair? then if you write long enough, it does just become a hybrid where your pen really doesn't leave the paper. No, you're just scribbling.
0: Scribble, Scrabble.
1: No nah, man, I like my penmanship.
0: Speaking of writing, we have a guest later. Oh yeah, Jesus,
1: we should have plugged that earlier. It's okay, but uh, they'll no, see do. the
0: title and they'll fucking get it. Yeah, uh, we have we have Cleveland's cleveland sweetheart mary santora
1: yeah she's a fucking beast we have a really good conversation uh she's dropping an album that's coming out later it's getting a lot of traction
0: tons
1: like she's kind of popping off right now and we just have a great conversation with her talking about being a comic coming up as a comic doing comedy right now what's it like moving forward Mm -hmm. and you know talked about some fun uh antics that she had at cleveland indians games (laughs) Seemed very on par with like a couple experience that Billy has had at Reds games and other sportings events. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've been there too, man. You? Yeah. I, I... pulled a knife on a guy at a UK UFL game.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> you never told me this man, one, man. Yeah, I shouldn't even say it. That's... I was at. I was at. I went to Papa John Stadium, which is where Louisville <laughs> yeah. plays. And me and my buddy just scalped a couple tickets. uk UofL football game. Yeah. We were both good that year. That's a huge rivalry. And Louisville fans are fucking trash. <laughs>
2: oh, here we go.
1: And we were just we just scalped tickets. So by chance, we were just like tiny little blue dots in the sea of red. Yeah. And they were rednecking it up, man. Like, people were like throwing shit at us and talking shit. And there was like this full blown grown ass man who, like, me and Sam almost fought like (laughs) several times throughout the game. And when we were leaving the fucking stadium, it was like a war. Like, you could barely get out of there. It was just that they ended up winning. It's a good game. And they were just talking, people were talking mass shit to us. And I had a fucking knife brandaged in my pocket whole fuck yeah I, yeah i it, it's one of those moments that w- my stomach just drops thinking about it because i was just some drunk as fuck young kid felt threatened like what was my plan was i gonna yeah. cut a motherfucker yeah. and like go to jail for a violent crime <laughs> yeah assault with a deadly like that, come on it's just so ridiculous what, the you, shit i got away with what, as did a you, kid
0: did you think you were in japan in a subway think you'd get away with murdering 20
1: fucking L fans yeah yeah, I, it would have been bad. I would have gone out in a fucking sea of glory.
0: Wow. And here's the thing. You could have gotten away with it. You could have just walked by, stabbed all those people and then like, you know, drop the knife or put it in your pocket. No one would see. They're already wearing red.
1: It's already a sea of red. You're good. Yeah. By the time I get out of there, I think I would be fine. Yeah. Throw that knife in the fucking Kentucky River. <laughs> be done with it. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah, man, that was wild. It just, I, I don't know. Talking about that, it it does make me miss. It was so fun going to an away game. <sighs> See, so I like, you know, I dropped out of
0: a bunch of different community colleges, but the the first community college was UC Claremont, and I had access to UC football tickets. Tight. Went and down did that I stormed the field for the pit like when pit when they locked up the uh, the big east or was yeah the big east and uh, they beat pit or whatever but like I never went to a, an away game the only time I've ever gone to away games or for the reds which were uh,
1: Detroit De- Seattle
0: yeah Milwaukee yeah and it's just a different and chill environment, unlike football, where it's a fucking shit show.
1: I've never seen the Reds away. I've seen baseball games in other stadiums, but mm-hmm. not the Reds.
0: People are cool to you.
1: Yeah. They oh don't... yeah, it's a whole different thing. Oh, College sports. My. It's a, just a drunken mess, especially when you throw U of L. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: The animosity is insane. I could, I could feel. I could, I could. I felt the room shift when
1: you went up. When you brought up U of L. I don't know. All you need to know is like. They have so much, they have so much merch that is old English. Yeah. Lettering. It's a, yeah. It's like the douchiest thing. (laughs) I literally have an old English tattoo on my back, but still, (laughs) it is, it's a douchey text.
0: Well, you got to know, you got to, you got to love what you hate.
1: Yeah, that's true. So might as well put it on your bod. Shout out (laughs) Brittany. Yeah, shout out Britney. I honored a beautiful young little girl's life with fucking old English initials. It's not it's I'm You fucked regret up regret it every day. <laughs> I really do.
0: But then you're also not gonna pay the person to laser it off of you. No, it's never. It's a part
1: of your story. No, it is.
0: Like there's no I way I love my
1: terrible tattoos.
0: Yeah, there's no way I would ever get rid of the Kool-Aid man that's on my back.
1: It's the number one dumb tattoo that any of my friends have. Mine? Billy has a Kool-Aid man firing an AK forty seven tattooed on his back. Yeah, with a Rambo bandana and tattered jean shorts. It's really, really something.
0: It it is because my favorite part is how much detail is in the gun. It's good.
1: It's, it's good. a good tattoo. That's the funniest part about it. Yeah, is that it is a <laughs> solid tattoo.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Alicia tells the story. It's like you know, the first time we were together, and I she didn't know I had it, and we were asleep in bed, and then I rolled over, and she woke up, and roll and rolled over and saw it, and was just like, she said the first thing she thought was, "What the fuck did I just get myself into?
1: How did I just let this man inside <laughs> me? <laughs> And then I rolled
0: over, looked at her, and went, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You got, yeah. You got to figure there's not a bunch of people with those tattoos out there.
0: No, that was the thing. And I was just so high in my friend's basement. I was like, what if I got an, a tattoo of the Kool-Aid man with an AK-47 Rambo bandana and tattered jean shorts? And he was like, dude, you should do that. And then I did it.
1: And then that happened.
0: Yeah. And then we're still friends.
1: And then your Mr. Red Leg is one of my favorites. That's one that I would like to get. Yeah, yeah. I would like to get a, a reds tattoo of some sort. You should commemorate Cincinnati, my my time in Cincinnati. I was thinking about that the other day. It's really weird. I've been in Cincinnati, uh, depending, you know, depending on what you determine your adult life, mm-hmm. almost half my adult life. That makes sense. Been up here a long time. Came up here. I was like twenty four. Yeah, and thirty years old now. Six. That's a that's a lot of formative years. I mean, even even if you pull out and it's the all all 30 of my years I've, uh, one fifth of my life has been in cincinnati the queen city i know man. driving it up yeah i do i love this fucking town
0: here's here's something i thought about that i wanted like riverfront stadium like the side of it and then coming out the top is just like a lit cigar inside of it because this is because you know great america yeah is there it, you go riverfront
1: was the ashtray yeah that'd yeah. be cool that'd be a good one i was yeah. watching some old reds Dude, it's really easy to forget that, it like, 2001, it just doesn't feel that long away, even though it's 20 years. Yeah. But, oh, one, like, in your brain, it doesn't register as, like, forever ago. Yeah. In 2001, the Reds had Dion Sanders on our team. Yeah. King Griffey Jr., Barry Larkin, Pokey Reese. It was just so- Dimitri Young. What a fun fucking team. A blast. What a fun team that was.
0: Wait a minute, is my brain wrong to think about this? 2003, right? That's when Great American Ballpark opened.
1: That is bananas. It's been around almost 20 years. Because yeah. in the videos that I was watching, Dion's first game back in 01.
0: Yeah, 2003,
1: man. Synergy Field looked really weird because you could they had just they had taken out all the left field yeah because they were starting construction on great american mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's weird you like look out and you see like the the lytle hotel or the lytle apartments yeah and like the the gate over to newport and shit it's it, wild insane yeah it seems like a million years ago dude
0: my mom used to work in that one lytle place really it was like a web hosting sure it was awesome it was like she just worked for this guy who had a web hosting service who created the cart for online stores dude i
1: was about to say that guy was got in early
0: yeah er, super early you
1: know what i'd you yeah. know
0: so she would go and during the summer i was in middle school i'd sit in that building he would set up his projector and uh i would play metal gear solid too
1: fuck yeah you would
0: yeah that's not a bad life no it is not not at all. But here's here we go. Here's the link. Here's how we get into it. 2003, who was the opening day shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds? Barold Larkin. And now, who is on the commentating crew for your Bar- Cincinnati Red Lake?
1: Bartholomew Larkin, dude. How
2: cool is that?
1: Barry Lark's is back. I think that's really dope. I love that he has still maintained a presence in the club. I like having him around. I think it's important that, like... You know, people, kids on the team now, and I say kids; they're my age, but like right. compared to, they're like they're our age. So I mean, Barry Larkin, all-time great, Red, be able to see him, remember, like greatness can be achieved in that jersey. Plus, he just seems to be a pretty good baseball mind a guy that yeah. you want to have around.
0: He was great on baseball tonight. He was great on the Sunday night games. He was great at the desk. I mean, he's just, yeah. You you want to hear it. You want to What
1: is his first name? I called him Barreld and Bartholomew. <laughs> Barreld? Barreld. I think it's Barreld. and Larkin. But yeah, I mean Barry, he's he's pretty outspoken. I think that he has a little bit more uh I think he had uh, damn, did they not even say? No, it's just Barry.
0: It's Barry. It's not a, that's the full fucking name when he chose his driver's license or asked to sign for a for a lease on a new Mercedes, he, he buys it in cash. Yeah. Uh, it says
1: Barry Lewis Larkin. Barry Larks. What is he, like 57 now? 56. 56 years old. Yeah. And we're just going to be hearing a lot more of them, which I'm excited about, but then you just broke the news before we started recording, all the people that we aren't going to hear from... And yeah, and that's a huge bummer
0: to me. So it's not even that we're not hearing from him. It's the the bummer is to start. Barry Larkin's like, I want to do all the home games, and yeah. they're like, Yeah, you can do that. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're Barry fucking Larkin. Yeah, you're also in our front office. Put a pin in that part. <clears throat> but to, I guess to pay him, they had to cut cut some ties. Jeff Procuro. I
1: that yeah, that was the big one. And it feels so unsanctimonious, and just to get kicked out. Literally the day spring training starts. Yeah. Just to be say, see you later after what, 20 some odd years?
0: Yeah. He was like, I was ready to go. Gearing up for work. 22 years. Here's your pink slip. On the first day back, we'll
1: see you. That's shitty to me. That's so cold-blooded, man. That's unbelievably Especially shitty. Especially a guy like procuro who's good at it. Yeah, Jeff was great. He didn't blow anything out of the water, but he was consistent, and he had a goddamn smirk on his face the entire time, and you believed it? And I don't know. And a terrible spray tan. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Just a terrible spray tan, little gray hair, little salt and pepper action. Thick as a brick. Yeah. Thicker than a snicker. (laughs) Former walk-on special team specialist at the University of Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. That's a bummer to me. I just feel for him. I feel for anybody right now. I mean, losing a job, it's a scary-ass time to lose a job.
0: This is the first time I will be able to remember... I will be able I will turn on a Reds game and I won't see Jeff Paciore in a Fox Sports Ohio. Yeah. Polo. My whole life. Yeah, since we were 8 years old he had a job.
1: Yeah, with no the, shit. with the gr- same job.
0: The same job.
1: Great job. Man, yeah, that's a huge bummer for him. I hope he lands on his feet somewhere.
0: And then you got rid of Doug Flynn, you got rid of the glue. Yeah. He was on occasionally. I get it.
1: Rarely. It was every time I saw him, I was like, ah, it's <laughs> Doug Flynn.
0: And he did the radio, too. Yeah, he,
1: he was solid. I, you know, I'm not anywhere near as tore up about Flynn as I am Procuro. And then Danny Graves. Danny Graves. I hate that form just because, for the most part, I love any X, red yeah, I'll listen to any of them.
0: He was the closer of our childhood.
1: Yeah, I re- yeah I miss we'll I miss Danny Graves.
0: And what films me out the most is what he tweets like love the, love y'all love my time here it was great. Um, but then he was like, wish you you would have told me sooner so I could have found another
1: job. At least gone out and started looking or snooping. The season started right. Spring training's happening. The season started. He can't join like a minor league
0: staff, like he can't there's nothing for No, he
1: can't go and like send his resume to the Arizona Diamondbacks right. or what yeah, that was they did him pretty dirty. He couldn't I wonder if there was any like financial reasoning why they did that, like if their contracts work the same way that players contracts work to a certain extent.
0: I get you know what, then maybe they got to pay Barry.
1: <sighs> you, I mean, it is zero coincidence. That we signed Barry on to come on, he's calling every fucking home game, and then there's this huge move and shake. Right. I mean, it, I'm not saying anything nefarious happened, but there is a full the 100% correlation between those two things happening.
0: Exactly. You hire one dude who worked at ESPN who's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And
1: three guys get canned on right. the same day.
0: Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to buy a Porsche, you got to sell off the three Civics you have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which sucks. And then that means Chris Welsh is bumped down. He's been with them forever.
1: Yeah. Welsh and the cowboy.
0: The cowboy's still doing radio with um with uh Tommy Thrall.
1: Yeah. And I like that combo. I do too. I liked Thrall last year and then you know I fucking love Brantley. I love I love the cowboy. Yeah, man. Nice old coca cola Yeah, yeah. Rrr. Love the cowboy. But Welsh, I mean, he you gotta figure you will see less of him. Yeah. But I mean if you go, if you can get Larkin,
2: yeah.
0: if you can go and get that, you'll go do it 10 times out of 10. For sure. And it sucks.
1: Why do you think he finally agreed to come and do it? Because, I mean, he was doing well with these other networks, and I mean, do you think he Well, he hadn't
0: been on ESPN for a while. Been a minute. Yeah. And, you know, and he was in the front office, you know, f- farting around. And then eventually, I just think he was bored and realized he wasn't going to get the manager's job anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Or after- didn't want it.
0: Right, he came out. and He said, "I want to manage the Cincinnati Reds." Which, of course, I mean, you you're from here. You were born and raised here. Then you got to play your. Why
1: wouldn't you want to do that?
0: Right. That is the uh, that is the next step, or you go hop in the booth.
1: You're the face of them. Yeah, which is like way more fun.
0: Here's a theory: Do you think he was finally willing to do it because Thom was finally out, and he didn't want to work with Thom?
1: Highly likely. I wouldn't want to work with him. No, I mean we were talking. The reason why we love the Procuros and the Welshes and like all of them is just because, in Jim Day, who is still here, obviously. But like we, in comparison to just the negative energy that Thom brought,
0: the bullish, yeah, just, just
1: just just a bullish, yeah, just kind of like. Ugh. doesn't want to be there, and it's like, well, you're only there because your last name, shithead. <laughs> we all get it. Yeah, I know. We're bad. We're going to lose 94 games. It's 2016. I get it. Still show up. It's the best job.
0: Yeah, we're working on a... Fu- we're in the middle of a rebuild that we just now started up. Started again, kind of? Like, or I don't know. No? Not no. really. You know, it's the weird in-between.
1: But... And, I mean, Barry, with his position in the front office, I mean, you were talking about this before we hit wreck, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a huge Jose Garcia proponent. Massive. He loves him. He's he, like, you Just you can Twitter that, just Barry Larkin, Jose Garcia, and a lot of things pop up.
0: Yeah, because he came out. I mean, c Trent tweeted in the press conference. He came out and he said uh, "He said about Jose Garcia, that dude's going to be a beast. He's going
1: to be a beast. He's going to be a beast. And like you brought up last week, I mean, Garcia's a young kid who just gained 20 fucking pounds in the offseason. Straight must. Yeah, that's like grown-up weight. Yeah, well, he's you know what, twenty now. He's a child.
0: Yeah, so he's got that testosterone flowing through, so he could yak up. He came out and he said that, and then he was he came out and he also said like he's very excited for D. Strange Gordon, being a, for him to be a part of the team, and almost and Steve Manicuso tweeted it, and he said that Barry Larkin had a large say in what was deal what was going on with the shortstop position this year. And he didn't want anything really in front of Garcia, and he wanted D. Gordon, D. Strange Gordon, for some Uh, fucking reason. Yeah, I mean... if If he's the reason, and this is all fucking true and not just wild speculation, holy
1: shit do we need a new ownership group. No shit.
0: You can't let that shit fly. No. That's the one. You had, they
1: had one, one thing. One job. One job to do in the offseason.
0: And they were prepping to do it. And then I think, like, you know, with trading Rizel, letting Bradley walk and letting Goodwin walk, non-tendering him and keeping that money, that's what that was going to
1: be for. The shortstop.
0: Right. And then Barry Larkin came in and said, how about you not do that and let me be in the booth? And they were like, oh,
2: okay.
1: I'll work the booth for you guys if you whiff on shortstop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the conspiracy is Barry Larkin doesn't really think Jose Garcia is great, but he just doesn't want there to ever be a great Cincinnati shortstop again. (laughs) That's why he wants to be manager. He would just throw out, like, Tucker Barnhart. You're starting (laughs) today. That's it. You're getting out there. I'm the last great shortstop. The curse of the Larkino. The Larkino. The great Larkino. Mm,
0: The curse of the great Larkino.
1: No, I'm, there's I'm, I'm the name sto- of the episode. Yeah, I'm stoked to see him. The Curse of the Great Larkino, f- featuring Mary Santora.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm geeked about it. But I mean, we're just here again. What can we talk about at shortstop? There's nothing to talk about. We've the- got. I mean, Bell came out, and there were some. Acknowledgements, yeah. I guess they discussed it, but really, all it was just lip service. Right. I'm excited about the pieces we have moving forward. I, I you know, I don't know who's going to be the opening day starter. then in parentheses, it just should have said because nobody is a good option. Yeah. <laughs> we don't
0: know. Yeah, we're not ready. We have to see what well, we have to watch people and see who is mediocre at taking ground balls, or if I have to go to Nick Kral, crawls office, and Bob's office and go trade. Trade, 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 trade me, trade me
1: shortstop. I need shortstop.
0: Because you brain, your brain can't function after watching those three all spring. Yeah, I know. Because it's melted from being like, what the fuck just happened?
1: Yeah, because D Gordon's great, but I mean, he's Mm. he's old. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not the option. No, D Gordon is a guy because of how he's acted off the field. No one wants to shit on him, but like. He's just so below average.
0: What are you talking about? We can shit on him. He got popped
1: for PEDs, and he's skinny as a stick. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, he's he's out here trying. You know my take on PEDs. Give him to him. I know. Fucking stick it in the arm. I get it. Depending on what it is, you know. I mean, D. Gordon's right. out there. He's fucking 160 pounds soaking wet. Right. I don't think he was planning on putting on muscle. I think his whole thing was just like, let's keep this thing from breaking down because I run into walls really, really (laughs) fast. Yeah. And I steal bases, and every time I put the ball into play, I'm at a full dead-ass sprint. Yeah. He is a hustle guy. I mean... Right. uh, But it's just such a fucking shock that... We uh, All the stuff that we had on the table, and then we signed D. Gordon to a minor league deal. <laughs> fucking Jesus. With a camp invite.
0: So we'll see what happens. I mean, what, the first spring training game is February 28th. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's televised. Hopefully somehow we get to watch it so I can just see um, what the fuck is happening. in the- What they
1: plan. Like, what is the actual plan?
0: Yeah. We were talking about this. I was talking about with this with Kyle Wavera before you came over. He gave me a sweet little call, so we got to have him on for a season preview. But think about this: like, would Kyle Farmer actually be that much of a downgrade from Freddie Galvis not offensively? Much. Not much. He can hit lefties. His on base isn't terrible, but at the same time, guys is his career average is seventy seven. Like, of weight runs, <laughs> runs create weighted runs created plus can't say that today. So, like, it's not. He's not even average. No, he is statistically below average, and his glove is, I guess, a little better than Gal- Maybe. Sure. Than Galvis, but you can't fucking look at it that way. No. You have to look at it as what was available and what they didn't do. Nothing. Which was nothing.
1: Literally nothing. Meanwhile, you flip up your phone and see that the Padres have signed 21-year-old superstar to a fucking 14-year, $340 million contract.
0: Which is- Isn't
1: it so crazy that he's he's as young as he is? He could like still be a somewhat viable like DH at the end of that contract. Oh, easily. If his back doesn't give out, absolutely. He's twenty two. Yeah, be thirty six. Some team in in a distant, distant future will just be like, yeah, we'll give him, we'll give him fucking. Two years, twenty three.
0: Yeah, let him yak some homers like Nelson fucking Nelson Cruz. Nelson
1: Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the DH expanded, wholeheartedly I agree with you. Whole
0: Wholeheartedly. Think about this too. He after he could realistically, depending on what he does, he could be underpaid.
1: Oh yeah. So clearly, oh, it, it could be a good. It's surprising. With, I mean, not teams that we cheer for. But generally speaking, across the board, these professional teams will throw money at what they deem to be a lock-and-stock star.
0: Right. We did that with Joey Votto. Yeah,
1: we did it with Votto. It's like a normal thing to do. But mm-hmm. the fact that they threw that massive number when he was so young, he could be underpaid. But, like, what does that even mean? $340 million. I know. I mean, if you're Fernando Tatiste, if you're his team, you're just like, man— Take it. Right. 340. T- yeah, of course. Of you course. take it. And if, and if at the end of it, if in 12 years, they'd crunch the numbers and be like, well, actually, if if the numbers correlated with his performance, he should have gotten 14 years, 570 million. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Hypothetical. I've got real, actual $340 million <laughs> in the bank.
0: Right. To play shortstop for the San Diego Padres. Yeah.
1: I'm just living in San Diego. We've got another guest.
0: Hello. hello. How are you? Wonderful.
1: Splendid. Slipping on a little uh, wine. Yeah. A petite syrah.
0: Ooh. Petite syrah is what I call my dick.
1: There it is. A little petite syrah. A little (laughs) zest.
0: Little zest. Light on the tongue. Peppery to the touch.
1: (laughs) Great mouthfeel. A horrible mouthfeel, actually. No, I don't know. It's like a dry frog. (laughs) <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, that that thing that you say with Mary, give it away. But hard pants? Oh yeah, that's in the act.
0: You, th- I think I've heard I've heard it somewhere I else. I haven't
1: heard anyone say it, but that made me laugh really hard. Okay, hard pants. Hard pants. That's what anything other than like PJs and sweatpants are. Yeah,
0: they're my hard pants. A they, fucking hard pants. I can I can sweat in them and they still smell the next day. Hard you, pants.
1: You throw on your hard pants and you want to hit the town. You throw on some hard pants and yeah. maybe a nice pair of sneaks.
0: Oh,
1: hey, that's what you get
0: for that lead-in. Yeah,
1: maybe you read a little bit of uh, some uh, eBay sneaker reads. You You might. Well, you know. Okay, anyway, you know the deal. You heard Billy say it. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop their pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authentic, authenticity guarantee, tough. a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing that your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, if you're out there flipping them, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25% Fuck that. You're going to have a lot more money left to, guess what? Buy Buy more sneakers. sneakers, re up the game. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. And as you heard Billy talking about, if you do that, prove it to the new Nasty Boys. We prove it to the Overlords. You're in a raffle for a -a one-of-a-kind pair of Air Force Ones. Shout out, Nelly. Shout out, Murphy (laughs) Lizzo. You you go out there and stunt at Great American Ballpark with a pair of Air Force drippy drops that no one's wearing. No one. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. That'd be sick.
0: And here's the cool part. If you win, we win. Yeah, so do it for your boys. Do it for the boys. We could get some custom new Nasty Boys. God, that'd be so tight. Air Force Ones. I would love that. Did you not see the ones Unheard Of put out? Oh, I should. I sent you a picture of those. I should have copped those, too, at uh, at uh, Soul Revival. Oh, yeah? They had a pair that Unheard Of made that were custom Air Force One low-tops that said nasty boys on them. Oh, and yeah, you, red, have. you sent me those. Gray, black, gray, all that fun stuff.
1: No, so thank you, sweet daddy eBay sneakers. Thank you so much. That's a cool one. I think people that listen to this pod might actually use that. I think so. eBay sneakers. We got to give it to Ryan. Yeah, eBay... I mean, Webby likes a shoe. Oh, yeah, big call. Webby likes a pair of fucking Nikes. Love it. Yeah, man. eBay.com slash sneakers. And if
0: you're broke... And you're like, man, you know what? I need to make some money. I have
1: sports knowledge. You know where you could go. You could go uh, probably to like Jack Casino.
0: No, 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 no. You, you don't need to leave. You can
1: do it from the comfort of your couch. You don't have to go to Las Vegas to gamble? No. Where can you do it from? You can do
0: it from Bet Online. Oh, uh, we know those guys. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, it's thriving. College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Yeah. Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the, all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert
1: boom nailed it and since neither of these new reads get us to harmonize and say the promo code you just want to let one out for the sake of
0: it
3: yeah
1: one two three armchair Armchair.
0: yeah it was was all right shout out armchair shout out appreciate you shout out armchair shout out bet online shout out ebay sneak sneaks ebay sneakers yeah um and also shout out what live cbd live cbd which will come on right before we drop in this the mary santora interview uh real quick one more thing two more things we signed tyler naquin to a minor league deal great fun awesome sure cool more potential depth brought in another arm yeah cam uh cam Bedrosian? Bedrosian. We'll go with that.
1: Bedrosian.
0: He's what you look for. 61 percentile in K, 79 percentile in whiff rate, 75 percentile in in fastball spin rate. He is the prototypical. He throws a four seam. He throws a slider. He's a guy that could potentially be in the bullpen. Great minor league depth. Eventually could be on the major league squad if spring training works out well for him. Who knows? It's another just Kyle Bode, Derek Johnson project that costs you Nothing. Nothing.
1: So. And, and, and see, and we've harped on it before, and none of them are sexy, but with the hand that crawl was given,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the, the, you know, the action that he was called to put forth, at the very least, with all of these lotto tickets that were taken, scratch-offs, literally yeah. scratch-offs, at least we're buying scratch-offs that work in our system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there is some attention to be paid. Sure. Like there is some work being done. It seems random. You see these names. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. But none of them are sexy if you just read the headline. But if you do dig a little deeper, head over to baseball savant or, you know, baseball, reference. Graphs, whatever it is, just look a little bit deeper. And there is a there appears to be some method of the madness. Yeah. And it's you, you just see it every year. Every year, there's some new fucking kid that no one's ever heard of that's been in the league for four years who's now just a lights-out setup guy in blank. Yes. It happens every year. The development is just too good for there to not be a couple diamonds in the rough every year. Yeah. Especially in that specialist part. part. Exactly. You got a dude who can just he's lights out with one pitch. He yep. could make your seventh inning. Yep. You know? So— I do, I do like that. The Naquin thing, sure, man. Cool, go for it. I mean, it's it's thick out there. Yeah, it's thick out there. I mean, there is there a guarantee that Aquino is on our opening day roster? No, no, not even whatsoever. close. No, I'm surprised that. Well, I guess I can't say I'm surprised about anything in this off season, <laughs> but like, I just that's a move. That's a name that i you, you just wish you could have seen moved. I know when he was just as hot. When, like, the upside and the ceiling and, you know, the end of 2019, obviously, 2020, we agree, is a bit of a wash for everyone. Yeah. So he's still, like, kind of this big question mark. But you're leaning towards it being, like, no-go. Mm-mm. You know? Mm-mm. It was fun
0: when while well, it happened, while he's hitting all those dingers. Yeah, it was the
1: best thing. It was so fun. And the then- Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, and now it's just like great. Now he's just here. You want it to happen, but now he's just here.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. He's, you know what? He had uh, he had two hits in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that.
1: It's way more than most of our team. <laughs> right. He tried to generate offense. He really did.
0: Nothing happened.
1: I mean, we you were talking about it before. We have the same squad minus Bauer, right? And I mean, minus dropped- Bauer,
0: minus Reizel, and and I I mentioned this to you before we even started. How much did we bitch about Reizel in twenty twenty and twenty nineteen?
1: Yeah, most of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. Was complaining about him. Yeah. stud in his own right, but like, it, there are worse things. We would have liked. Okay, obviously, would it have been better if we could have dealt Reizel when the Delton was good mm-hmm. and could have really gotten a piece back? Right. We basically just got rid of him. Mm-hmm. No way Ramirez is like, sure. Fine. Fine. It's not an upgrade by any means. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, it's just like another guy to throw in there and let DJ and, and Bodie try to do their thing.
0: Well, and also it's a guy that you could have throw in the sixth inning. Yeah. Or in the seventh inning.
1: Did we talk about did Trevor sign with the Dodgers? Oh yeah, he yeah, we talked about that. We last talked week. about that. Forty two forty, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, Trevor Rosenthal signed today, one year eleven mil.
1: Saw that. Paxton is with a mariner. L's.
0: Paxton's a Mariner. The you, the big maple returns home to Seattle.
1: Derek Dietrich and J.J. Uh, Bruce got you know they got a flyer taken on them for the Yankees. Yankees? So that cool. makes me happy. I love that. It's exciting. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Anything else that stands out?
0: Mm,
1: I think the we're... Mets picked up uh, Kevin Pillar. That's just a name, right. That I recall.
0: Yeah, I mean they still don't have a true center fielder. They no. don't have they don't have what they were going for with Springer. I mean that division is still fucking stacked. They still don't have a third baseman since uh, uh, gritty resigned with yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the Mets do. I. Did
1: you, see, did you see the MLB playoff percentages that they came out with?
0: Yeah, the Orioles are 0.0. percent. 0. 0. 0. 0. Zero. That's yeah. so crazy. It's hilarious. You can't even
1: throw them a decimal point. None. And then they had us twelve at like yeah twelve seven.
0: Fine, we'll fuck it let's let's creep up on all y'all. Let's shock the world.
1: That's where we need to be.
0: I'm still excited for the season. I'm still pumped. I think if 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 Moose doesn't have the freak COVID protocol thing or the weird hit in the shin or the weird hit in the forearm, you know, he'll go back to what he was.
1: Castellanos doesn't have to worry about anyone breathing down his neck. No.
0: It's He's his. the guy.
1: He sits there in right field. Yeah. That's your position, sir. That's it. You play that until the wheels fall off.
0: Yeah, and put Shogo in center.
1: Yeah.
0: Figure out what the fuck else to do with Senzel.
1: See, that's what's so... Cr- I mean, that's... They got it. How do you not make a move when it was so easy to make a move? I know, but here's also what I'm thinking. They've got to...
0: They got to institute the DH.
1: Yeah. We, oh, yeah, they ha- they will.
0: Think about it. Since 2019, these guys haven't played 162 games. They will. They. It's just a matter of time.
1: They will. It's so fucking stupid that they haven't yet. It's just yeah. like... we it's the only move to make it's what's left it's the only smart move to make i know it's so crazy that they haven't come out and then what's even it's i don't know it's sinzel just complete odd man out yeah it, it, where where can you work realistically where can you put him no i mean you couldn't you even i mean we shortstop well you know what it's like fuck what it. the fuck <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would say fuck it at that point.
1: He was athletic enough for us to just move him to the outfield and be like, learn that. There is one dude we
0: keep forgetting about that can play shortstop for the Reds and is still in their system. Pretty
1: boy, Alex Blandino. Oh, yeah. He's a shortstop by trade. He's still in our system. That's true. I forgot about that. Remember when he got hurt in 2018 towards
0: ACL? Was hot as a pistol? Yeah. Bat- yeah.
1: Blandino's still a guy. And, I mean, if you're going with... Holders, strange Gordon and Farmer, Blandino is just a horse in that race. Uh, I like totally you, agree. Like you would have to think that like he could go down there and win that spot. I don't I, I don't I, I don't discredit it. I mean He it, could come out hot as fuck and do it. That if you're just trying to like be a silver linings guy and look at it, if you've got four, if you count Blandino, mm-hmm. if you've got four Obviously, you don't want such an important position to be by committee. Right. But, like, four of them, four decent enough options, if the timing is right, yeah, you just throw them in while they're hot. Yeah. But, but how do you know they're hot? Because you got three of them sitting on the bench.
0: Right. Well, but then Blandino is hot. Uh, let's he's just, so hot. He's a very hot man. I mean, at this
1: point, let's just go based on looks. I'm 100% with you. Blandino, Farmer. Right. Right. I don't know what this holder guy looks like. D's he's a handsome he's a, boy. He's it's,
0: a handsome boy.
1: Oh, shortstops are hot for the most part. They have to be, just like a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They, they have to be hot. Yeah, they're all. They're mostly good looking. Yeah. What would you say the hottest position is? Probably pitchers across the board. No, I would say shortstop. You think across the board the
0: shortstop is the, are the bo- hottest? Yeah. Give me an right now in the major league baseball. Give me an ugly shortstop. Someone who stands out in your brain. You're like that guy is fucking ugly.
1: Well, Andrelton Simmons. Yeah, but, he, like. But he, besi- I know what you mean. Who else? Lindor's got a smile on him. Lindor's hot. Yeah. Story's hot. Yeah. Correa's hot. Yeah. Seeger's hot. Yeah. No, you're right. There is a definite correlation between hot boys and shortstop.
0: So if you're telling me Blandino, pretty boy, gets, gets something going on in your pants,
1: that's your shortstop. It's a great name. Blandino. Alex Blandino, fucking mm. shortstop, Cincinnati hey, Reds. I, I
0: eat up that ball like it's gabagool. Like fucking pasta. Hey, he's so on that's getty. But what you said, you've got four got horses in the race. Sure, you can have four tires, but that shit ain't going to make a car.
1: No, it doesn't. No. No.
0: So, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to follow, and completely opposite of what we expected. But it will still be fun to watch and to follow. And if it's – it can't – honestly – can it i don't know if it really can be worse than freddie galvis no i really can't think i really As don't your think everyday so. guy no
1: no i mean that you could argue that fucking yeah like you were saying farmer farmer is yeah. just galvis out there minus the dreads right and the left-handed stick so i mean going into the
0: <coughs> excuse me going into the 2019 season think about all the holes we had second short right center
1: all of it everything besides w- the corners
0: corners and catcher
1: I'm just saying it's still a better outlook than it was 2 3 years ago I am also just thrilled at the Tyler Stevenson angle it's going to be tight yeah see that like that's really something to look forward to man dude mashes that yeah, guy we- absolutely mashes and the dude that he's backing up and who will hopefully just take his job from him Tucker yeah is
0: one of the best defensive guys in the league. Yeah, he won the Gold Glove last year. And were we re- bitch about his back because it was abysmal? But guess what? He went and did this offseason? All Look at his
1: Twitter. Fucking offseason, he was in the cage. In
0: the, in the cage where he belonged. He needed yeah. to live there.
1: Yeah. All offseason, he was in the cage.
0: You got, you've got the, you've got the young guy breathing down your neck. That's what you need. Get in the cage, guy. It's a
1: good thing. That's Tyler Stevenson. Still storylines, man. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot, man. There's still a lot. There's still a lot of excitement.
1: And then you know what Joey did this offseason? Got hotter. Got hotter. Worked on that mind. Yeah. I heard uh, they were, I saw something on Twitter. MLB Network had uh, Yonder Alonzo on. Yeah. He was talking about Joey and about how Joey is like truly a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Like over this period of quarantine, he is like self-teaching himself how to be really, really good at chess. Oh, probably because he watched The Queen's Gambit or whatever? Yeah, no shit. He's he's played like 2,500 games of chess. Jesus. Yeah. Using that brain power, baby. He's a... He's bilingual, self-taught chef. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's a self-taught chef. He speaks Spanish and French and English. And, Knew that. Yeah. He's... I'm in, I, You know, there's always Joey D. Always. And he will, if
0: you believe what he did in the second half of 2020 can be replicated, if he can figure out his swing in 30 games, he can figure out in 30 30 games at 162.
1: Yeah. There's
0: a lot of doubters in the city. Time to fucking correct them, Dad. Yeah. Get out there, Pops. Make us proud, man. Make us real proud. I feel good about that.
2: Yeah.
0: I feel good. So thank you to Armchair Media. Thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to eBay Sneak Sneakers. Does you just call? call just say eBay sneakers, eBay sneakers, sneakies, and thank you to Live CBD
1: and Travis Pastrumnen, P-
0: tra- Travis Pin- Pin- Pinocchio, Travis Trasami with his with his razor
1: scooter. That's what he's known for.
0: Yeah, and the, and the Segway. Yeah, Perfect. Segways,
1: bird scooters, razor scooters. Yeah, ex- extreme guy.
0: All of it. So thanks for listening, and this this interview is so fucking good. Yeah, You're going to love this Yeah,
1: absolutely uh, Mary fucking rules You'll, you'll want to hear it, it's good Buy Hillbilly Bougie You can pre-order it right now Anywhere you get an album it's, uh comes out on February 26th
0: You're going to love it So uh, thanks for listening And enjoy the interview
1: And you can dip whenever you have to dip And we will just carry on Yeah Okay, I should
4: be good till like 845. So we got plenty of time.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, what's the good news? Yeah,
4: so I got the good news today. I was like literally on air and I got this email um, that my entire album got accepted onto Sirius.
0: That's huge.
4: I know. I was like I started crying and I was my my hand was shaking like I literally couldn't steady my hand. I was freaking out. I have a phone call tomorrow morning to go into more details about it. Cause I don't really know what that means to oh be honest with you. Like I know, dude. so the, the record label sent me the email, they forwarded me the email from Sirius and they, he was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like normally people will get two or three tracks onto Sirius. Yeah. He said a good album will get like five or seven. He goes, they took all 18 of your tracks. And I was like, get the hell. Like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I literally started crying and my hands were shaking. And I'm like, it's just because like for so long, I mean, I've never put anything out before, but years and years and years of just driving from shit gig to shit gig and making no money and sleeping in my car and to think like serious pays really well. So I'm like, so oh, to it's think the that number
1: one. Way to make money streaming. It's that's, that's why fucking was, nuts, dude.
4: So to think, I'm like, if I can get ten plays a month, I can. I don't have to pay my car payment. Like, so it's like things like that where I'm already doing the math. Where I'm like, if I can just get played twice a week. But then he, you know, this is like beforehand, and then he calls me or he sends me that email, and he said that the whole thing got accepted onto three different stations. So it was like, I know. Dude, it's so that wow, that's it's, so fucking like, awesome. The exposure alone from oh, being huge. on there is going to be giant, and, it's, and a, like, it's
1: a credit. I mean, it's a yes. legit credit as seen yeah. on. I mean, damn, Mary, that's heard
4: on Sirius XM, and it's it's just amazing. Like, uh, next Tuesday will be nine years in comedy, and I have never put anything out. I've never done anything. I've just I've grinded it out on the road. That's all I've known how to do, and so it's one of those things where it just feels like. I'm so glad that I waited. I'm like, instead of, you know, you can put an album out two years in and a lot of people do that, and I'm not shitting on that idea, but like now, if things can kind of start to happen, I feel so much more prepared for that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you so. recorded, we, we'll probably, we'll talk about it in the intro, but Mary is uh, doing this all just out of fucking Cleveland, in the state, yeah. up yeah. there up there in Indian country. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome. You recorded it at Hilarities. It's called mm-hmm. Hillbilly Bougie. Yeah. Uh, available for pre order now. Drops uh, the 26th. Mm hmm. 22621, 21, baby. Get yeah. on that yeah. shit. So, I mean, it, it's also kind of ballsy to record an album knowing that you're going in there with half the fucking people. And I know less, you've, than. Uh, less. Way less. Yeah. And Hilarities is this it's one of the best clubs in the fucking country. It's this big, beautiful, lavish fucking room, and then you're mm-hmm. just sit So I know you're probably tired of answering this question, but like No, not at all. I mean What what was it like, you know, you're talking about nine years of just busting your ass on the mm-hmm. road. You get here, you're like, ah, fuck it. It's time to record an album. Um what what like mental gymnastics did you play when you were going up there and you're like there's one fifth of the people that would be here because you would have sold that out to the fucking gills and
4: yeah it was um it was it was nerve-wracking to say the least so i did um this thing called the coast to coast roast for helium comedy clubs over last summer summer of 2020 where people from comics from different cities would roast the other city so like two comics from cleveland roasted the city of minneapolis we didn't go for the other comics So then, the owner of the Heliums called me a couple months later. It was like two or three months later, and was like, "Hey, have you thought about putting out an album?" And basically everything you just said. Where I was like, "Man, I haven't been traveling, so I'm rusty and shit. I, you know, all the clubs are at half capacity, if that." And then it was gonna. We were talking about having to do it at a Helium, and I was like, "I can't draw in. Yeah, go in to
1: Indianapolis or in
4: Indianapolis. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have a room that can only see." 80, and then there's going to be 20 people in there. So I was like, no, you, you gotta, know, there was a lot no. of worries about yeah. it. And then things kind of just started to fall together weirdly because COVID numbers were rising, and um, I wasn't able to travel because of like work restrictions and things like that. And then the sound engineer was like, well, maybe we can do it in Cleveland. Is there somewhere you think we could do it? So I like immediately hit up polarities and they were like, yeah, we'll definitely make it happen. And so things kind of started to fall together in that way. And then we did it the beginning of December. And it was awesome. Um, Hilarity's cap is like 160 right now, and they're normally 400. Wow. Um, so the first day both my shows sold out, the first day that it was on sale. And so we ended up adding extra shows. And so out of five shows, three, almost four sold out. Um, so it was really cool, even with the limited capacity. But. The people who came knew it was an album recording. I have a great fan base because of the radio show, the Alan Cox show. So the fans are just awesome. They were fucking
1: there for it. Yeah.
4: They were there for it. They showed up. The other comics on the lineup, Bill Squire, Jimmy Graham, John Bruton. Fuck yeah. They brought it. So it was just like everything kind of fell together in this way that it's funny because everyone's like, why would you record during a pandemic? And I'm like, it wouldn't have come together this way without it. You know what I mean? Like Unless everything happened this way, it wouldn't I wouldn't have done a virtual roast show are you kidding me (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. absolutely
4: not (laughs) yeah Yeah. you would still be
0: doing like a bar show in Cuyahoga
1: Falls like fuck
4: it no right right
1: I mean I don't know that's a we all have had like this same experience with COVID and everything every American just got hit in the face with it yeah that's a pretty goddamn cool COVID story 15 years from now you're like well, I, I recorded an album that launched where the fuck I am right now doing this hologram <laughs> podcast in the year
4: two hundred fifty. It was uh, it was also cool because you know um, my dad recently passed away, but he because we were able to do it in Cleveland, he was able to come. So right. like you know he's a big he was a big dude, and so he can't really travel or fly anywhere or anything like there. that. But he was at the recording and. Um, some of the best pictures I got from that night and for him to see me, cause he had only ever seen me headline one other time and it was at like a bar show. So it wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy. So for him to like be able to be a part of such a huge moment in my career was like so important to me, like so important to me for him yeah. to see that. And cause he and I had a rocky past with standup where it was like, I was supposed to be a pharmacist, you know? So oh. when you're, when your Feel kid you. tells yeah. you, uh, I'm going to quit this six, figure path and I'm going to be an artist you know (laughs) like no parent (laughs) wants to hear that yeah um Mm -hmm. so for him to kind of like be able to see like hey this is this is what I'm doing uh was really really awesome and so uh it's been tough when like good news like the first day of pre-sale I was number one on Amazon which is like unbelievable like not even just a comedy chart it's like all of amazon <laughs> yeah uh, like it w- i looked at it and i was like i sold more records than garth brooks today <laughs> like, <laughs> it was wild um but like little things like that that are so exciting that like i want to share and i wish he was here for so it's like this weird balance of like this is the most exciting time that's happened in my career in the last few months in the last two months really month ish and it's like you know it's it's all moving so fast, but then there's this like weird part of it. So I don't know. It's been very, uh, very strange to na- navigate emotionally. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. And you've also had I mean, you are in like one of the small percentages of, of comics where you're like, you know, of course, we miss touring and doing that. But you still have the creative outlet with the Alex Alan Cox show.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you're yeah. still
0: clocking in every day. You're still being able to do that. And how much of that has been a blessing with just all of this going on?
4: Well, I told Alan that I had like a, a sappy come to Jesus moment with him because before I quit my bartending job in 2019 because I was filling in almost every day, pretty much every day um, on air. And so I quit my, my day job and I was on mm-hmm. the tour in 2019 most of the year. I probably did 30, 35 weeks that year, eh, 30 weeks that year. And um, so once everything shut down, I told Alan, I was like, Dude, you don't get it. Like, if you would not have given me this job, I would be so screwed. Like I was a yeah. bartender and a road comic. Like I would not be I would have had to move back in with my parents. You know, there's no <laughs> way I would have been able to pay rent or do anything.
2: Yeah. So mm-hmm. to have
4: that, I just felt so blessed and so lucky and you so thankful, you know, and well, to I mean, be able to yeah. go in every day. And even like not even the fact that it's a creative job, which takes it to the whole other level. But the fact that during prime lockdown, March and April of 2020, I got to leave my house. <laughs> like, just yeah. to be able to go into A the studio. A commute to work. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it saved me, like, mentally, dude. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, I mean, for March and April, aside from my wife, this was the only other dude I saw. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she was like, well, I was talking with Alicia. And I bar—I had to barter with her. She was like, well, you and Lee can, like, do the pot over Zoom. And I went... Fuck no. I already can't leave. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We we can let one human into the bubble. It was very
1: sweet. I was his one allowance for a long time. I was was his dirty Mm -hmm. little secret. Yeah.
0: My mom wife let it happen. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's
4: awesome. (laughs) Well, Mary just- Can come over and play? Yeah.
1: I mean, (laughs) literally. We'll
0: we'll clean up and we're done. We
1: did that. (laughs) We did. We keep a tight ship around here. Yeah, we do. But all the synchronicities that you were talking about that happened and kind of clicked together in the last four, five, six months, you know, not, I'm just really happy. I think every comic is just like really stoked to see it happen to you.
4: It's very exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is. It's really exciting. And I don't know. It's, I'm such a corny, sentimental dude. Like Me too. I am <laughs> such a fucking cornball. Like I really am. And I don't know. I just think coincidences and little things like your your dad getting to be there. His, yeah. la- his laughs are on the track,
4: dude. I immortal. put I,
1: immortal, immortal. <laughs> you know it's I'm so saying? funny. Like-
4: <laughs> Seriously, because like one of the big things when you're when you're recording it is you know you want to get you want to get some of the albums or the the tracks to be clean, you know, because it's just you're just gonna get more play. That's all there is to more, it. More, it yeah. you, yep. It's it's more people can ingest it if it's clean. Right? That
0: was the flaw with my album. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: I I so, really screwed the pooch. <laughs> No, you well, really fucked it, the dog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: I fingered the cat. And
1: yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but like you don't want it to be forced. That's the other thing. If you're not mm-hmm. a clean comic, like I just I swear a lot. That's my thing, is that yeah. I my material isn't necessarily dirty. It's I just curse. So like that was something I was really cognizant of. You leave out and, a fucking
1: or a goddamn okay, here and there.
4: Exactly. And it's not that big of a deal. Um But the track that I interact with my dad and my brother on was clean up until I started interacting with them. Of course. And so like... (laughs) There's a track where you
1: talk with your dad?
4: So it's not like a lot. It's not like a full-blown conversation. Just like an
1: acknowledgement.
4: But I acknowledge them and they respond and then the crowd goes fucking crazy. That's Um, sick. No, dude, Mary, fuck. Fuck. Well that was awesome. the thing, is that I was like <clears throat> because it wasn't clean, I was like, Well, I don't know if I'm gonna use this. Like, I can just keep this I can use a different version of this bit from another recording, you know, because it it was a good clean bit. And then when my dad passed away I was like, Fuck clean, put this on there forever. I want everyone to hear it. You yeah, yeah, I mean? no oh. doubt.
1: Exactly. And now it's it's in, it's gonna end up getting spun anyway.
4: Yeah. And that's yeah, the so it's very fucking exciting. thing. That's sick, yeah. dude.
1: That that fucking rules. See, uh, they, I get to drop the fuck there, yeah. you know?
4: There you go. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, that's fucking awesome. That rules. Well, she's up there, like we said, in Cleveland. Uh, just for the sake of baseball, we are on a baseball podcast. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. Are we anymore? Yeah, not right. really anymore, baseball. <laughs> they played 60 games last year. Right. We don't, you know,
0: yeah. I mean, and then they're not going to play after this season, so.
1: Yeah, it, right. it, it, we have definitely transitioned. But I don't know. I know that you're a Tribe fan. Mm-hmm. i know that you're like a, you know you're a cleveland indians diehard. yeah i mean yeah, you're sure. you're post at c on the wall whenever i think
0: about the indians i think about uh the game with joba chamberlain and the giant lake flies that flew yeah. all over him and then your <laughs> wall
4: nasty they're oh my so God.
1: gross you're,
4: you guys don't get them down there do you
1: no we're down here in
0: the they're valley
4: called, yeah they're called mayflies midges canadian soldiers a bunch of different names for them but they're disgusting and they overtake we don't get it as bad as like sandusky and um the the lake erie islands get it really really bad but it's just these nasty huge bugs that come in droves and they they literally like it's it's disgusting because they only (sighs) live for like a day or two so like so they're just out there
1: living it up
4: well, it's, yeah, they're going wild for those forty-eight hours. So just doing hard. coke and Let, just, just some fucking cats and just everything. You know? Yeah, I was about <laughs> to
0: say, yeah, they wake up and they just immediately are on a bender because they know they die.
4: Yeah, just right, giant yeah.
1: Yeah. constantly. They're out there.
0: Oh, no,
4: but like they'll die, and then there's they're like crunchy on the ground. You like hmm. step on. They're everywhere. They're super gross. So that's like definitely uh, anybody who knows that is like, oh yeah, that's a very real concern. <laughs> like it definitely <laughs> is gross.
1: Well, I, I listened to the uh, middle of somewhere. It's Chad Daniels, friend of the pod, his podcast. Mary went on, and you were talking about getting kicked out of concerts and such. Mm-hmm. Without yeah. you know, go and listen to that podcast here. Um, you ever get kicked out of like an Indians game or a Browns game or anything?
4: Did Becky? <laughs> never... Did Becky
1: ever come out to play on the old came out at
4: Several Indians games. Um, one time, I <laughs> I was at the Tribe uh, <laughs> Detroit game. And, um, you know, a, a rival of ours are only two hours away or three hours away, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, wasted, obviously, day drinking, daytime tribe games, daytime baseball games. Nothing are just better. a it's, it's amazing. You're like the drunk best. in the sun, and it's, it's so great. You don't have anywhere else to be that day. So you're wasted at 1 o'clock eating hot dogs. <laughs> yep. And so I'm um, having a good time. I'm with a, a group of college buddies, and um, there was Tigers fans right in front of us like two rows down, and it wasn't a, a super well-attended game. Um, so in the middle of my... Stupor, I decided I wanted to go shit talk the Tigers fans, which was a family, by the way. It was like a mom and just, a dad and their kids.
1: Just out, a little fucking weekend getaway. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah,
4: they're just trying you to have a good time. Do. It's noon on a Saturday. I was drinking pictures of shots across <laughs> the street at the thirsty parrot. Honey, do you, you want to... We
1: should go to Cleveland and take mm. Junior to a game this See <laughs> a
4: day trip, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, and then... We, we and do the they, rock hall. to Mary you
1: know? just yeah. screaming in their ears.
4: And then you, I did. Yeah, I... So imagine me drunkenly crawling over like two rows of seats, and like I'm sure I stumbled a felt, but I like tapped the dad on the back of the shoulder and I was like, hey man, fuck you, fuck Detroit, nobody likes you, you have no friends. And then I just went back to my seat. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: didn't yell, you didn't yell the kid like Fuck you and Cecil Fielder <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> No I didn't take it out on the children The dad needed to know though um, <laughs> But I get back to my scene Obviously the like Someone from the park comes up And is like you gotta go And I was so drunk it took me a minute to realize That it was my friend from high school's dad So I was just like Mr. M Mr. M you know me You know me I'm not like that uh. And he's like I watched you Verbally assault <laughs> another person for
1: no reason
4: (laughs) right unprovoked they didn't say a word to you Um, so I didn't get thrown out but he made me move to like a worse section Like, the, when it was empty it seems like, you can stay if you sit here alone <laughs> and don't cause by any yourself. And out <laughs> yeah. of principle, you
1: stay and you're like, this is fun. <laughs>
0: and
4: <laughs> and I got a time out. <laughs> just like <laughs>
1: swaying up in the nosebleeds. <laughs> right.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah, you
1: got timed out. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: you know what? Honestly, I would enjoy that more. Just being alone, just drunk, uh, just eating hot dogs by myself. There's no shame in that whatsoever. Yep. <laughs>
1: right. Billy will yeah. l- act a fool at a Reds game. I what? You'll act a fool at a red. Oh
0: skin. yeah! Oh, many times. Yeah, He, he yeah. turns
1: his hatred towards the players on the field. Mm-hmm.
4: I don't think you can get kicked out for that though. Let <laughs> no, me start throwing shit. Like,
0: but you also get some great looks. Yeah, I mean. Oh yeah. I he, mean, he goes personal. I get really personal. My my. I mean, the highlight was 2019 when I yelled at Kyle Schwarber and called him a big, dumb, fat hillbilly. Yes, and then he turned, stared at me, and then took off his batting gloves and bat, and threw the helmet down, and then put his hat on and went out to the field, and then him staring me down made it onto MLB.com. So (laughs) wonderful! See there you go. That's a credit, you know, number one on iTunes and been featured on MLB.com, yelling at (laughs) Kyle Schwarber, that big fat fucking hillbilly.
1: Fuck. There you go. Got him. So do you know are people going to be able to go to uh, Indian games this year?
4: We don't know yet. Um, We're doing a bunch of commercials for season tickets and stuff, so I don't know. I'm sure in some capacity they will. People are going to Cavs games, and that's indoors, so I can't imagine that they wouldn't have people at the park. Yeah, Um, that's
1: a fact.
0: Does that blow your mind? What do you mean? Like, that people can go go to a Cavs game, like I was watching people got to go to a Utah jazz game.
4: (laughs) Well, I think it's only like 2000 people and the arena seats like 20 or 23 or something like that. So it's a very very limited capacity, which 2000 people for the Cavs is nothing different than what they were experiencing in 2018. So There um, he goes. Hey, <laughs> there he is There's that soundboard? we Nailed it. got
1: caught up in conversation and Billy forgot about his sound. Oh, I was waiting. I
0: was
4: waiting
1: she
0: for was the waiting right time,
4: the opportune moment. Man, I would yes.
1: I would jump at an opportunity to go to one of these COVID events. Like, I, I don't know. It's been really tough, obviously, but sometimes if you find yourself in like a very dystopian, surreal experience, just to be mm-hmm. like, nah, you know, it, it's whatever. This is kind of cool.
0: Like, yeah, definitely.
1: Li- I would like to be one of 2,000 people in a gigantic megalith arena.
0: Did you see what the Flaming Lips did? No. They got giant bubbles and they put two people in each bubble and they could like walk around and went in the Flaming Lips, just had a full concert in front of that.
4: That's crazy. Yeah. But hey, man, if people are going, people are desperate to do anything right now. So screw it. You what, know? Speaking yeah. of
1: that, what was uh, like the most besides online shows, which can be fun. Um, what was the most compromised like experience doing? Like, did you do like a particularly bad outdoor show? Or like a show on a sidewalk. <laughs> or like- so
4: I uh, didn't do a lot of that, um, to be honest. There was a, there was like open mics in the park that I did, and they weren't horrible. And here's the thing, and here's the thing about comedy <laughs> is uh, I feel like this was a big reminder that. Um, I don't know how to say that. Like, it's. I think a lot of comedians will get on this high horse where they think that everything that they have to say is the most important thing in the world, and um, I think that COVID was a big reminder that that is one hundred percent not true. Like, <laughs> everyone, so I
1: think, everyone in the population was reminded that they ain't shit. Yeah, exactly, especially and so especially the comics.
4: Well, and it's funny to me because I think that a lot of people. Um, they still, their ego was so hurt, you know, that they thought they were above park shows or they thought they were above yeah. zoom shows or this, that, or the other, that when I was doing zoom shows and I'm like telling people, I'm like, dude, do this. There's a they have the audience laughing. It's all set up, right? Like, and people like turning their nose up at me. I'm like, I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to still do comedy. So to me, this whole COVID thing was a reminder that what I get to do for a living is incredibly rare one two super fucking fun and i need to not look at that in any other way like i'm lucky to do what i do and have so much fun with it so that was like I'm going to do it on Zoom because it's still a really cool, fun thing and people are here for it. I'm going to do it in a park because it's still a really fun, cool thing and people are here for it. So like none of them were really like these awful, terrible experiences, I think because I just felt so lucky.
2: That's
1: a good way to, to, wow, that's a really good way to put it. And that is how you just, you got to enjoy the shit of it all too. I I hosted an open mic on the sidewalk of Main Street in Cincinnati. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. like several, like oh my god, it was the most dystopian thing of all time. That if it's the, the cosmic joke of it all, that's so hilarious. Dude, like, it's that's and when you just the path we took is I ended up yes. just on a sidewalk during a pandemic telling and jokes and... to nobody. Literally. But when you
4: change your mindset about it yeah. and you just accept the absurdity. You're going to have so much more fun, man. Like, Take the ride. Just go with it. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. You got, <laughs> you have literally nowhere else to be. Yeah. Are you going to go to Home Depot again? Like
1: seriously? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Home Depot, Target, those were big activities. Yeah.
0: Well, big Home Targeted. Depot, going to go there, buy all the stuff and build my own stage. Put it out there on the go. sidewalk. Yeah, there it is.
1: No shit. <laughs> Plotting. That's fucking awesome. That's a, yeah, I mean, it, you got to have that attitude about it. Yeah. Shit pays off.
4: That attitude for me didn't come. I mean, COVID definitely helped it, but um, when I was first starting to do, like, these tiny little headlining shit on the road in, like, maybe 2017, 2018, I got to this theater gig, and when you think you're doing a theater gig, you're like, oh, shit. This is yeah. You (laughs) you know what I mean? But it was, like, an old movie theater in, like, northern Michigan. It sat, like, maybe 150, (laughs) and there was, like, 11 people there, and they were, like, all spread out. So I was so upset because I had driven like eight hours to get there, and I'm not gonna sell any merch, and da da da, and I'm mm-hmm. all pissy, pissy, pissy. And Mike Baldwin, who's another very funny comedian, um, mm-hmm. and I were texting about the gig, and he was like, "Why are you mad at the people who showed up? <laughs> like, there you need to change." And and honestly, when he and it sounds so stupid that it took me six years to think of it that way, he's like, "But." He's like those eleven people bought tickets and chose to be there, so you need to have fun with them. And it was like
2: rip it
1: for them. Yep.
4: Yes, it was like one of the most fun sets I had because I was like, that's the mentality you need to have, where it's like, I'm not going to be pissed that there's six people here. It's like, hey, you six people are here. I drove nine hours. We're gonna have some fucking fun. Yeah. You know,
0: six people more than five. So that also that's true. That's a win.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a huge win. And like I don't know, there's also. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, no, 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 no. What it is. Obviously, it's like purely entertainment. But in that sense, it's also and comics are so fast to like romanticize what we do, because at the end of the day, it is so fun and it does feel just so frivolous sometimes. But Mm it is a it is a service. It it does. it, it, It is a service. It is a thing that people pay for the commodity of what laughs yeah yeah I know and it it feels like that especially now doing comedy right now people coming up and just being like thanks man I needed that
2: Yes, and seriously and
1: and Mm -hmm. it's like it was that it was that way before but people actually like really mean it now yeah (laughs) no they
4: like need it they really (laughs) really
1: do and I don't know I I think the role of comedian during the goddamn plague is a cool one to play and I just love my comedians yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, fucking love you. and that and that's why I was getting so worked up earlier. it's just like I just I'm, yeah just really proud yeah <laughs> like you got it you fucking got after it it's awesome
4: yeah it, dude it's I mean it, oh go ahead Billy no
1: no no go ahead
4: um I was just gonna say that it's like. And it's, okay, first album, so I'm super excited to put it out. And, you know, getting, getting good news about it and, and things like that. And I've had a lot of um, local press. You know, I, I put out a press release, and I sent it to whoever's email I could get a hold of, to be honest right. with you. Like, newspapers, magazines, TV stations. I was like, whoever wants to do something about this, let's do it. People and need I, stories you know,
1: right now, too. Yeah. Well,
4: that was the other thing. I was like, I'm from Cleveland. I recorded it here. You know, I'm, like, trying to, you know, play into it however I could, you know. But, um. To to be able to be some kind of a comedic relief for people is so huge. It's so huge. And it's such a big part of it because I'm also going through shit. You know what I mean? So writing this stuff, I mean, it, it's, it's cathartic for me. But when people come up to you and thank you like that so sincerely, you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is what I do is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: How many times have you been on stage since uh, your pops?
4: Uh, one. I saw your
1: <laughs> post about it. Mm-hmm. Yes,
4: that was the one time I did live shows. It was a couple weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago now. No, two weeks ago. Not last week and the weekend before. Um, and so, obviously, I have about five, six new minutes of dead dad jokes. And I tell people, I lead into it. And I say, hey, like, you know, I've been kind of going through it this year. My dad passed away. And then um, and then I, I do the first couple of jokes which oh, have gotten groans and i say listen guys i got about six more minutes of this <laughs> so <laughs> and i straight up tell them, i'm like you can get on board and we can have some fun and you can loosen your assholes or you can sit there and be pissed i mean there's there's only two ways that we're doing this you know and so it was it was always a struggle i mean it was five shows so that's and then i've done one virtual show so six sets with these jokes in them and um, they're new, obviously. I'm not going to Mike's five or six nights a week, so I am—I haven't fleshed them out. They're the same as they were two weeks ago because as much as I want to think that I can sit down and write a bit, I can't. I absolutely am someone who needs to say it For out loud. For sure.
0: I'm the same way.
4: I, it, and it's just part of it, you know. And so um, they're not perfect jokes, you know. There's a punchline. They're not great. <laughs> and
1: even with your attitude of, like, which is the only attitude to have of, like, Turning it into something good and dealing right. with it with laughter. Even that, because I've got a bunch of like dead people I love jokes. And <laughs> yeah. at, and at the beginning, telling them, you're excited to tell them. They're also really hard to tell. Yeah. or they're, mm-hmm. It's hard to get through, especially if you're up there and you're just trying to convey your most genuine self. You sound fucking emotional because yes. you are. because you are and like and yeah i mean i think that that is what ultimately like skeeves out for lack of a better term but like the people who turn up and are like i don't want to hear this bitch talk about her dead dad i came here to laugh it's like yeah that's that's what comedy is that's why the comedy clubs Mm -hmm. are cool and dark it's like subversive and it's like you're not gonna make dead dad jokes because you know you suck. It's yeah. your so birthday, I'm gonna do and That's one. all you care about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The world's well, so true. tiny.
0: I'm emotionally it's... shut off. I'm here to hear about.
1: dick. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Joke about <laughs> right. fucking poop, and fall on your head.
0: Yeah. I don't you need like to the connect. Weed
2: stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, right.
1: Yeah. I
0: have zero need to com- to emotionally connect with the performer on stage. Talk about quiz. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well,
4: it's funny because I, in that post on my social media, um, I was mentioning how, you know, that people got very upset and there was a lot of groans and one mm-hmm. woman was out of, went out of her way to be nasty and whatever. Um, but at the same time, I had a woman come up to me after a show with tears in her eyes. And she was like, "She first of all, she asked me if my dad was really dead. And I was like, <laughs> uh, one, yes. Two, <laughs> you think I would do that if he wasn't? Like <laughs> I would just... I'm just Kill prepping. Kill my dad for six straight minutes. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: prepping. Sorry, I'm getting ready. We're near the end. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I was so, stretching for li- for material up there. I haven't been writing so just, much. Know, so I lied and said yeah, I figured people died.
4: could relate to it. I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, universal truths or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm just, it's either talking
0: about my dead dad or Bitcoin. So yeah, I don't yeah, get one of, do of them. Yeah, what you
4: like? Um, <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, absolutely it's true. And she was like, I just lost my father last year to COVID. So like the fact that you were able to talk about that, she's like, I haven't laughed at the situation. And you made it feel not so heavy and i was just like well then fuck everyone else in the audience i don't care what anybody yeah. else mission, thought you mission know I mission mean? accomplished
1: yeah it made right. you feel better and it made someone in your shoes yeah feel better too a complete stranger well, you'd never met
4: right and this it's so funny because like i like i said people comics have egos and i think there's a lot of comedians that ha- you have to you have to be a certain amount of a, a narcissist to do this in the first place listen to me but right. <laughs> but um. I have a
1: thought on this too, actually.
0: Hey, <laughs> also,
4: what about me? My microphone. Thank you. Um, well, no, you guys but, are talking
0: to me enough. I'm gonna go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've never, I've never been that guy who's like, I have something to say, and it's disrespectful if you don't like it. I hate that person. I mm-hmm. go out of my way not to be that person. You know. But when it comes to this, and just the fact that you know people's parents die all the time, the fact that he went. And the journey through COVID and shit like that where I'm like I have avoided talking about the pandemic because I think it's a bummer and I think people have had it shoved down their throats since day one and when they are coming to a comedy show they don't want to hear about it and I get that.
1: If they're coming to a comedy show and sitting eight feet apart from each other and wearing masks when they stand up. It's weird. uh, We all get it. Right. Comedy now more than ever is a fucking respite. But here, okay, I'm gonna disagree with you
0: guys both on that a little bit. It's not just straight of the pandemic, like oh, remember when we were locked in. It's more of the exterior stuff to look at, how it's changed, and finding that thing. Like, you yes. know, I've, I've got a joke about going to a Zoom wedding, like just yeah. so dumb. With just like you know, uh, recently I went to a Zoom wedding. It was pretty great, but now I'm just waiting for them to consummate the marriage on OnlyFans. There it
2: is. <laughs> oh, cute. <I> like that. <laughs> That's fun, <pretty laughs>
0: right? And it's, yeah. like, stuff outside of that. Like, if you can find the exterior not to be like, how much of a bummer, it's like, hey. Oh, right. well, yeah.
1: I mean, inherently, every joke now is a COVID joke. If you're writing about your life, you're writing about right. your life within Changing. COVID. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Going up there and just, like, harping on it, it's assumed... And yeah. everyone in the room knows what's going on. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm right,
0: wearing a right. mask and not drinking my daiquiri right now. Yeah. G- right. Get it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, So it,
4: I've... Go ahead, sorry. No,
1: no, no, you go ahead.
4: I was going to say, I've, I've gone out of my way to avoid that, but then when my dad did die, I was like... It kind of threw into sharp relief where I was like, oh shit, 400,000 other families have also gone through this. So... It may not be for everybody, but it is for a certain group of people, yeah, and it wasn't like you know they have to hear what I have to say, but it was also it was like they get it,
1: yeah, yeah, they you know? get it, and they won't they don't have the opportunity to do it on stage with a microphone yeah, you know and it's that's that's another really corny, mm-hmm. aren't we, great thing, but it's like you're doing the dead dad COVID jokes for all the people who can't. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> Seriously. It's like going back to what you were saying about how it's so fucking cool that we get to do this.
4: It's, it's wild. And when you really think about it, it's absolutely wild. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things where the more things happen and the more exciting, Oh, excuse me. Uh, things get, it's just, it's surreal you yeah. know it's like think back to your first open mic when you're like what the fu-? like it's like the, those feelings never end and that, that's my favorite thing about comedy is that there is no cap you can you can get as big and as far as you are willing to work you know so like you're super excited to do for do your first set and then you know maybe you get booked on a showcase and then you get drink tickets and then now you emceed and then you featured and then you headlined and now you're selling out as a headliner and then you move from clubs to theaters and th- it's like it literally never ends you can there's always something to be excited about. And there's always something to look forward to. And that's so cool to me. Yeah, it, there's no, there's not a lot of jobs that are like that. The you know? feeling mm-hmm.
1: of being able to work with doing something that you really fucking love with yeah. just like a big optimistic question mark for what you're working towards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like no ceiling. You know, yeah. there's no ceiling. It is what you make it. Define right. what you want success to be.
4: Yeah. Fucking do that. And for some that. people... That's, you know, what are featuring on the road where they're like, you know what? I like my day job. I can do this on the weekends. I make a couple hundred bucks and this is, my pe- this is what I want to do. And that's awesome. <laughs> it's you the know? dopest
1: and supplementary income ever.
4: Yeah, seriously. And then there's, you know, there's Kevin Hartz and people who are doing Madison Square Garden. And it's like, that's also an option. He did the (laughs) same thing, you know, like he was doing the road shit just like I am, you know. So it's just it's a very cool, very promising thing.
0: So one of the things like that you talk about, you were super proud of the fact that you got to record it in Cleveland. You got to be on your home turf, which makes me think about this and something we've talked about. When things start kind of coming back. Do you think that more comics are just going to stay in their hometown or do you, and kind of grow like, like you have and like what we're doing here? And do you think like the hub city is dead then if you can make it anywhere at this point?
4: I think it's definitely changed and my attitude for it has changed. Um, March of 2020 or not March, June of 2020 was when my lease was up and I was ready to go to New York. I had saved up more money than I had ever saved, put away all my stand up money for like 18 months and, um... I was like, I'm doing it. This is the year. And then I got offered the radio gig in January of 2020. And I almost didn't take it because I was like, I need to move to New York. This is something that I have to
0: do. (laughs) Holy shit.
4: And then I know. So I almost didn't take the job because I was like so torn about it. I'm like, man, I have been trying to move to New York and something has gotten in the way every single time. And so I finally, and I was like, I'd be an idiot not to take this job because I like the more, you know, you, you make a pros and cons list or whatever, yeah, 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 but I was like, this is the job, this is the job I'd be praying for on a coast,
5: Fuck you know? That. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm
4: going to do Fuck it. That. Let's see how it goes. You know, you can't hurt. I'm only going to be better in a couple of years if that's what it is. Yeah. And I took the job in January and then the world shut down. Um, so it was very, um,
1: another, uh, another, wow. from, yeah, very,
4: <laughs> <perfect> <laughs> but, um, but as far as those, yeah. Yeah. As far as those hub cities go, I think their role will change where it's like you don't have to go there to to make it. It's uh, especially with like TikTok and Zoom and all this kind of stuff that's connecting people on the coast anyway. um, You can definitely build what you're doing from wherever you are. uh, But my attitude has changed to like if I get asked to go there, I will go. Yeah. Yeah. So If if they're like, hey, come out here and write or hey, Mm -hmm. come out here and be a regular or whatever it might be. I think that's what it'll take now because you can. You I can mean, do it right. from the middle of the country, you know? Yeah,
0: like you get a call and you're like, oh my God, Lady Liberty's calling me. Hello?
4: Hello? There is New this York? opportunity? <laughs> Thank
2: you.
0: <laughs> of course I'll live in your torch. Give me a minute.
4: <laughs> I mean,
1: you, you've talked about nine years working the road, many more in the future. But like, that's another beautiful thing of not living in a hub city. You go yes. there and you can really work out. But if your end goal, if you just love stand up and the idea of fucking forty to forty five weeks traveling a year doing clubs is what you wanna do. Mm -hmm. If you wanna work the road, live in the middle of the fucking road.
2: Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean
1: you draw a fucking seven hour a seven hour circle around Cleveland includes New York City, you know? (laughs) Like Right, exactly. and, And Chicago. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati is a a twenty four hour drive to ninety percent of the lower forty eight. Yeah, know? I mean, dude, we're central, baby.
4: And that's the thing that, and when you you go back to talking about whatever your goal is, you know. So, like, if you want to go to New York or LA and you want to hammer out six open mics a night and you want to do that two minutes, three minutes at a time, that's awesome, and I I love it, and I'm envious of that, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's like. I have this weird fantasy uh that I've never actually told anybody. So I have this like hot
2: scoop Ooh.
4: idea in my head where it's like you spend all these years, people like us, you know, who are nobodies, you know, you spend all these years grinding it out in the Midwest and you you build different chops, you know. Whole doing different these, set of skills. It mm-hmm. doing these thirty minute cold sets in bars where people are smoking inside and didn't know there was comedy is a different <laughs> skill set than writing a two-minute set with nine punchlines in it. I don't have that skill set. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I don't know how to do three minutes, okay? But I have this weird thing in my head where I feel like I'm going to work it out on the road for so long, and it's going to get to this point in maybe a couple years, two or three years, where I am going to get some kind of a gig on a coast. And I'm going to get there, and people are going to, like, I'm going to show up, but I'm like a 12 year comic and I know what I'm doing. And they're like, who's this fucking bitch. And then I'm just going to destroy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's yeah. like, you don't have nobody in New York knows who I am. Nobody in LA knows who I am. Like there's no reason for me to get any of the good showcases. But I think that's like that quiet work ethic where you just slowly keep your head down and you get as good as you can get. And then when the time comes for you to show up, you're more than ready. Oh, the, ultimate, oh, yeah. you know? yeah, the, the ultimate. old school way like that. Just, just put in the hard work, stop trying to cut corners and it'll happen. Go you know? and do
1: yeah. shows at fucking VFWs yes. and and side rooms, and you know, get three Instagram followers per show.
4: If that, if, if that. they know what Instagram is, if they
1: know what fucking <laughs> yeah. Instagram is, dude. Right? And, no, it's so true. And I, yeah, it, it does my heart good to hear that echoed, you know, from somebody that's popping off a little bit because yeah. that's it's, that's just that's the only way that you can just handle your own shit, and as much as you can, you know, control your own fucking destiny. Just get good.
4: Well, yeah. It, I think it's more – it feels better. Like, yeah, whereas if you you come up on a coast and you, you maybe get an opportunity before you're ready or, like, you know, you are ready, um, but I don't know, whatever – and and you get it too soon. That's always what has made me nervous is doing things too soon. Yeah, whereas like, am I ready to put out an album? It's taken me this long. I mean, you know, somebody asked me to. i I didn't go searching for it. They came to me, <laughs> so I guess I must be. Yeah. you know, yeah. but like, am I ready to headline? Do I have forty minutes? Absolutely not. Like, so I think that there's a certain uncomfortability that comes with it, which is good, yeah.
2: when mm-hmm. you live in
4: those cities. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man, I'm not going to I'm not setting myself back to doing two minutes at an open mic at this point. Like, no, no. I don't want that to sound egotistical, like I'm better than open mics. But like, I'm not going to leave everything that it's taken me almost a decade to build to now move to a city where I'm getting better opportunities on Zoom shows in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you move, really, whenever whatever level you are, you're just shot back down to the low end of the totem pole for a while. Right. And, yeah, I think talking about the hub cities, what they were for me, what I thought they were, like, before this, it's now just kind of cemented that idea. They're fucking playgrounds. They're awesome little places to go mm-hmm. and go for a month or mm-hmm. go for yeah. a couple yeah. weeks and pop around. And, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah,
0: I'm not ready to start over. I'm starting to bald. And, like, I'm like,
1: right? I'm not
0: doing that. Yeah, That's man.
4: the other thing where I'm like, man i'm 31 <laughs> i know that's not old i know that's not old but i don't have i don't know if i have six mics night in me i don't think that i do feel that. You. yeah like, that's, feel the, that. that's the one thing
0: i'm afraid of too going through all this i'm like you know i get up and i drive somewhere to drop off like a box of shirts for work i get home i get back on the couch and i'm like Whoo, i'm done big day. Big, big, day. big day i put on <laughs> hard pants like Tough, tough day. <laughs> Hard. Pants. Hard
1: pants. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and, and now I'm like, man, I used to do like two mics a night here sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, where are we going to find that energy? You know, I
4: was just thinking about that when I was like, I was exhausted the other day. I don't even remember what I did. I like, I like went grocery shopping, meal prepped and worked out. And I was like, Oh my God, what a full and, day. big day. Right. But I was thinking about when I was on the in 2019 was definitely my busiest year. I was like, I was traveling sometimes almost Thursday through Sunday, pretty much every other week, Thursday mm-hmm. through Sunday if I wouldn't tag on extra shit on the club weekends, you know, which like you would. Little, yeah. Which I would. And so many times I
1: call it a run.
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm on so my way so to Atlanta.
1: Like, why not do a, sh- a show in Chattanooga? Here, in Nashville. Here, here, here. Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. And that's perfect. the only way to do it, man. Yeah. To be honest with you, when you do live in it, and that's the other thing too, which I know I'm going in a couple different ways right now. Um, but that work ethic, it's a different work ethic than it is in New York. Where so like a guy from New York or L.A. can do multiple sets in one night. It's like, yeah, but have you ever strung together a 17-day run where you come out plus $10 at the end? Like <laughs> yeah. that's...
1: Where you lose money.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: 99% of the time, you yeah. But like that first time... You
1: lose money.
0: But then you come back with a comedy six-pack. And like oh, yeah. traps are just go- engorged out of your tank top. Just like, I'm ready. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you've got, and you've got five new minutes. At least. Cool, being yeah. out there. That was another thing that just killed during all of this was like the lack of life reps. experiences. The lack of reps, mm-hmm. just, I feel like. or, or just reps of life and just like going out and seeing somebody do some dumb shit at a grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. Or yes. Whatever it is.
4: Traveling. You know? Yeah. You know? Moving right. Around. But, but, um, oh, shit. What was I going to say before that? What were we talking about? Oh, being tired. Where I was like, I would do that, and then I would come home Monday, do laundry, and then I would be back on radio Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I would fly out again on Thursday. And it was like, that was, and, and when I was home, I was waking up at eight in the morning. I was going to the gym. I was cooking. I was going on air from, you know, five hours, and then I would go do two sets after that. And it was like, I, I'll, I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that again. No. Like, there's no way.
1: No,
0: no. I'm I,
4: so used to not doing any. I took like 700 steps yesterday. Like, what do you think? I know. <laughs> gonna...
1: And what's so crazy is back when that was your schedule, you felt it sometimes, but mm-hmm. you didn't feel tired no, all the time. Never. You were like, oh, shit, it's been three weeks since three weeks ago. I haven't <laughs> yeah. even fucking yeah. noticed. And you're right. just, no, I mean, you, when you're just like in a flow like that. You're oh.
4: a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it's the yeah. best.
0: I mean, like right now, you you know, you're in my upstairs of the Devore Emporium 2.0. You are in my office, couch, sleep area, office, everything. So it's like, even going downstairs. I re- what did I realize? Oh, on uh, I stepped outside yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, this is my first time outside since Saturday,
4: dude. Well, and it's also wintertime here yeah so that's that's the hard thing too it's cold is it? as a it's... bitch outside mm. yeah
1: did y'all get snowed on
4: oh big time yeah we've yeah. it's been snowing here pretty much all week
0: did you see the guy uh that was on the river i forget which river is up by you i'm having a brain fart Cuyahoga. The- Cuyahoga. there was a guy that skated the Cuyahoga river with yeah. a hockey stick it was playing like yeah. hockey on the river by himself that's awesome
4: why not you know
0: that rules.
4: You gotta make the best of it. How
0: do you guys not have an NHL team? That blows my mind.
4: We have the um it the was Lake the Monsters. Monsters, Lake Erie Monsters, whatever the name of it is. Yeah, they won. Um, it's not an NHL team. hmm But that's we've had. We were the Lumberjacks when I was growing up. I'm not into hockey. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, that's but, fair. Yeah.
1: I'm not a hockey guy. But Cleveland Happen. seems like it would have a team. Makes sense to me.
4: We have a team, it's just not an NHL team. Right, right. Like
1: we have the cyclones, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. Best known for dollar beers and teenagers getting into fights on right. knife shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking entertaining.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just went for the dollar beer nights so and then remem- not remembering the walk home. That's it, man. That was the move.
4: What well, more can you do, you know? Do
0: you Drink have, more.
1: Do you have anything on the books as far as live shows or anything?
4: So other than hilarities, which um, they're killing it with the protocols and safety measures and everything. So I feel super comfortable there. Um, I have my first road weekend scheduled the last weekend of April. So oh. I'm going to give myself two more months and then I'm going to go to Denver and then two weeks, it's basically like once a month, April, May, June, July. So I have four clubs once a month, see how that goes. And then in summer, I think I'll start booking more um, more consistently for the fall. But I want to see how I feel, you know what I mean? Like and mm-hmm. I was saying about my dad passing, I get I get like back and forth with it. It's, it's such a weird emotional thing because I'm like, I can't leave my house because I'm going to get COVID and die. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but he was out of shape, and he was this, and he was that, and I'm young, and I'm healthy, and I want to work. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of both. But um, as of right now, no road gigs until basically May, and then I'm going to see how it feels once a month, and then hoping to be back to, like, every other week um, by the fall.
0: And you got to think in there somewhere, you, you get, you'll get the opportunity to get stuck in the arm with what? the vaccine. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we were saying on air today. They were saying how, like, um, if things are progressing the way that they are, that everyone who wants to be vaccinated should be able to be vaccinated by the fall. So it's like, and then at that point, you know, why not?
1: Yeah. Let it fucking rip. All open. Yeah. Let's go.
4: Yeah. So, So yeah. Taking it yeah. easy for right now. That's awesome. Plus, I don't have any material. I just recorded <laughs> all my material, so <laughs> I have like eight minutes right now, and so I can't. I'm not, I'm not gonna super comfortable booking oh, yeah. twenty-five yeah. minute spots, but you know, or headlining spots like the weekend, the four weekends I have booked right now, May, June, July, um, are all headlining weekends, and so I'm like, oh my god, which there's gonna, there's just gonna be some layover, like or oh, overlap, yeah. you know. But um, I I think
1: I think. Yeah. I think- audiences right now there is a little bit more leeway 100 percent, they're being
4: so easy on you they they
1: really are they're more anxious they want to laugh and they show up they're excited to be there and i think yes exactly i think most people there are there's a a surprisingly large amount of the population that thinks stand-up comedians go up there and just let it rip yeah Mm -hmm. But I think with the advent of, like, podcasts and things like that, I think most people understand the process or, mm-hmm. like, that it is difficult, that there's so much work that needs to go into it. And if you're, you know, if your entire thing depended on large, indoor, compact crowds, I think, you know, people are, like, understandable.
4: They get it. I've like had and a fucking straight up. Blast. Pretty much everyone I've worked with at Hilarities, it's been their first week back. And yeah. they say that. Like, I think if you just address it and you're like, hey, guys, because everyone gets it. You're like, mm-hmm. listen, I haven't been on stage in eight months. And they're like, OK, cool. Let's see where this goes. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, I'm, they're, they're there for it. They're like, yeah, let them figure yeah. There out. are
1: some people who are like so nervous to go back to their brick and mortar accountant job. Mm-hmm. Just because they're like, yeah, just I no one, you know, no one really knows like how to interact and everyone's yeah. all socially inept, but our jobs are so socially awkward. Like if you go up yeah. there, you're just in a weird headspace and you got to rip 30 minutes. And it's it's getting up there right now is so wild cuz you want to be yourself and yourself is fucking rocked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just so yeah, humbled.
4: Dude. and Well, the so the material that's on my album, uh, a lot of it is about calling off a wedding, and like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I first started doing that material, and I was so torn up and just not in a good space mentally, emotionally. I was drinking my fucking ass off. I was like, just not. I just was a not wreck. there. I was a wreck. And I remember coming off stage and feeling like, god damn it, I want this material to work so bad. But I don't know if I can do it and whatever, whatever. And now that's, that's basically what my whole album is, was just material that I was not in a, the right space to be doing. But I didn't stop doing it and then finally got it three years later to the point where I wanted it. And um, when I was listening back to those sets on my album, I was like, man, I haven't written a new chunk, like a new six, seven minute chunk in years. And right. then my dad died, and I was like, fucking, this isn't what I meant, dude. Yeah. Like, you know I mean? Universe, like, give me a sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
1: I need something big to happen so I right. can write about it. And then it smites your father. Yeah, not
4: this. So then after that weekend at hilarities, I remember getting off stage and having those same feelings. Where I was like, God damn it, I want people to laugh at this so bad. <laughs> yeah. But you're so emotionally connected to it. And that's how it is for everybody right now whatever mm-hmm. it is if you're just the, the pandemic has worn on everybody that you're so emotionally connected to the the, the shit that you're saying. Yeah. That it's like
0: real you know?
1: passionate. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Which is why I only talk about food. Yeah, well hey, that's uh, that is how you have coped, that, right? you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: yeah. That is how you have coped. It comes full <laughs> circle, dude.
0: Which is what I call my tummy
1: which is there? It is boom. Nice and nice and rotund, baby. Oh, second one there of the is. day. <laughs> I'll is. get myself one. Yeah, I don't know. Moving forward, I think people people like that. So many folks listen to podcasts all day long, and I mean, you're doing a Clubhouse show right after this. Yeah, Clubhouse. You. It's like it's just it's new social media. It's pretty much just like conversation based. I mean, people just want to use the internet in a way to oh. hear people fucking talk. Yeah.
4: That's what they want to feel connected now more yeah. than ever. So it's like you want you want to be a part of it, even if you are in your house. I remember I was like, I've never gone through the videos on my phone before, ever. I don't go back through my pictures. I have 8,000 pictures and videos <laughs> on my phone. I don't go back through them. When, uh, when the pandemic was like real, real heavy, I was going back two years in my phone and oh, yeah. watching concerts Because I was, like, crying because (laughs) I'm like, I miss Zach Brown Band so much. (laughs) You know? People just want to feel connected.
1: And I think, like, with all these different ways that people are connecting, Zoom, Instagram Live, Clubhouse, whatever it may be, um, just listening to podcasts, I do think that moving forward, like, when we do open up and everybody gets their jab in in the arm, I think that like this form of entertainment, like these nowhere comedy clubs and these zoom shows that you're doing. I don't think that there's, they're not going to just go away.
2: No, it's like, it's a new
1: brand of entertainment, but I also do think, and maybe this is just being optimistic. I do think that that will be able to coexist with like this new heightened excitement for the live performance. This like weird vaudevillian, we're all so connected in on our phones and stuff that it's like going to be like kind of hip and cool to just like go watch a human being speak.
4: For sure. On stage. Well, and you got to <laughs> think too, the Zoom era of shows and things has also opened up comedy to people who can't leave for other reasons. Yeah. Whether they, you right. know what I mean? Like they. Uh, have a a, a horrible disease or something, you know what I mean? Like, or um, they live in a nursing home or whatever it might be, like these people in assisted living, but they they can tune in from anywhere. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I think it's just shown people how easy it really is to connect with one another. And so, yes, there will be huge hype when live stuff comes back, but I think it's also opened performers' eyes to how many people you can reach. And it sounds so stupid to say that with, like, the internet or whatever, but, like, I never thought about performing with people in L.A. over a Zoom show before, ever. That no. would have never happened. But now you're like, oh, sure, yeah, I don't have anything on a Wednesday night and I'm at home, yeah, I'll jump on this show. Yeah, it, just you became,
1: know? It, it just became a new reality really quick. That was yeah. one of the most wild things is just watching everybody from all these different walks of life just fucking adapt in a hurry. Like it, that is so bizarre. You have
4: to. It you is so
1: to. bizarre. You'd play the game where you go back 365 days, and what if I told that person that I would be doing blank?
4: Yeah, and
0: you
1: would. It would. You'd be. Was, it, you'd be the craziest thing in the world, and now it's just like you said, just this accepted. Yeah, I'm just gonna hop on this fucking internet Zoom <laughs> show. It's so <laughs> crazy.
4: This this time, uh, 2019. Not even 20. Well, no, 2020. Yeah, shit hadn't shut down yet. Um, I was looking on my Facebook. It was Facebook Memories and i had nine open weekends the rest of the year so in february of 2020 i had my year booked out and i was debating if i wanted to keep them open or if i wanted to go for that like 42 weeks which i hadn't done yet (laughs) and so i was like i'm this is going to be an amazing year i'm on track and i was so excited about it and then like everything shut down and now i'm like i can't i can't think nine weeks from now let alone, the, like, Nine you weeks. know, all the way. Right. No, Susan, what is that? Nine weeks you know? is
1: over two months.
4: No oh, way. I can't you know? go
1: back. I can't go back or forward, like, three days.
4: Ugh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you think about, bo- I'm not booking out my year because I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, you yeah, know? Dude. And even, dude, with bookings, that's part of it, where <laughs> they're just like, hey, we'll schedule this for July, but if something comes up, no big deal. Like, we oh, get it's it, it's really you know? wild
1: how loose It all is. Everybody just understands what a fucking quagmire the whole situation is. So you'll just get booked something two months out with just really no no idea if it's going to happen. Zero commitment. Just a baby. Yeah, just throw it on there. Let me get something to look at and all these blank squares.
4: (laughs) Right, right. Seriously.
1: Yeah, I'm not putting go to the grocery store and walk around after eating an edible with a mask and sunglasses on. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) going to put that on my schedule.
0: Well, you know what? What's really nice, though, is starting April 1st, we will have something filling all of our time till probably at least the end of October. Baseball. What's that? Baseball. Hey, Hey, come on.
4: It's all full circle here. It's all really fun to watch.
0: Come on. So we touched on it earlier. Indians fan how Mm -hmm. big like are you are you are you a jersey wearing following all the news all winter long chomping at the bit or are you like yeah it's happening i'll go hang out i'll I'll pop i'm
4: not i'm not a yeah i'm definitely not like a, a stats guy i was in college i was really really heavy into baseball in college um and then i was an alcoholic and mm-hmm. I was like, I think I just like drinking in the sunshine. Um, <laughs> it's the
1: best. It's one of the best live sports to take in. It's yeah.
4: It's amazing. It's so great. Um, But I do thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy baseball. And it is something, it's not something that I follow so religiously. But if I'm driving and I know there's a tribe game on, I will turn it on in the radio. You so, know what I mean? It's yeah. just something that I, mm-hmm. I love the the culture of it and the essence of it and the relaxation of it. And I just, I really do love baseball as a sport. Yeah. And you're Um, a
1: Cleveland girl through and through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so like you're a big enough fan to be, I guess, bummed about Francisco Lindor.
4: Frankie was my husband. Yeah. I yeah. I yeah. heard you guys like,
1: dated for a while.
4: Oh my God. He was the one. He was my, my past. And, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. He's the reason why you were drinking so hard. Yeah. When, my, when my boyfriend
4: and I, when my boyfriend and I got together, I told him straight up, I was like, listen, you don't get it. Like if anything happens to the point where I somehow break big enough to get Francisco Lindor to date me, I don't care if we're married. We can have four kids. Right. Yeah, I will
1: act like you fell off the face of the earth. (laughs) (laughs)
4: 100%. Yeah, man. Um, He
1: is. He is. such
4: a bummer. But, I mean, he deserves to be paid what he's getting paid, you know, and and Cleveland just doesn't have the salary for it. They don't want to pay people. It's why we lose every good player we've ever had is because they want to pay the entire team $1 million. Do that. Please stop doing this to us, you know, but. Yeah, that's the way that
0: it is. That's how that's how it is down here. But I mean, it's even more brutal in the past couple years. I mean, like we were talking about with the the May the Mayfly game, like two thousand six. You know, was it two thousand six? It was Cliff Lee, CC Sabathia,
2: ALCS. Yeah, I think
0: it was 06. Yeah, I think that was 06. And then you go from that, and then you have you have a nice run. You have a little bit of a rebuilding period, and then there's twenty sixteen.
4: Mm hmm. That was, dude, the, the tribe and the Cavs were happening at the same time that year.
2: Oh, wow.
0: I don't think you
4: understand what the city of Cleveland was like in 2016. Fuck, yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Like, just the hype around it, and, and everybody was just in such a good mood.
1: And <laughs> at everybody the time, you were still nice. bartending?
4: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was bartending downtown Cleveland that summer, and it was wild.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good vibe.
4: You already had double event days, you know, where like mm-hmm. the tribal play during the day and then the Cavs would play at night. But it was it was totally different. Where now you have like these one p.m. tribe games that are almost sold out, and then you have a f- seven p.m. Cavs game that is sold out. So people get downtown at eleven a.m. and they're there till eleven p.m. It's crazy. It like yeah. it was the most alive that I have ever seen that city. It's like, the best.
1: That's what a, that's out. what a pro sports team can do. It's like, right. If you if you live in the sphere where if they lose, it ruins your whole fucking day. That's not healthy. But if a team is winning, the city is just a happier fucking place to be. <laughs> Look at these winners with Cleveland really on their is. chest. You Did, know, you, like it feels so good. You feel it when you walk out the door. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, it buzzes the whole atmosphere. city straight
2: up.
4: And I tell people that when um you know I with the Browns this year when Fuck it was yeah. like we have not had a season like that in two decades. Yeah. Like you don't get it <laughs> how how much that affects the people who live in that city when like things are going right and they haven't gone right before. You know what I mean? It's just it's electrifying. It's it's unbelievable.
1: My dad's best friend is a guy. He has passed away. His name's Tom Mudd, and he was just a diehard Bear, uh, uh, Browns fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he deemed – the Browns Stadium, the factory of sadness. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> so there's I mean, actually a a video that went viral a while ago. There's a comedian named Mike Polk, who's a Cleveland. Oh comedian. yeah, he's funny. He's a news anchor now. Um, no But shit. that was him. That makes. There's sense. a video. Yeah, there's a video of him. I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it, where he's in a Browns jersey screaming at First Energy Stadium, <laughs> and that's the video where he screams at it. He goes, "You are a factory of sadness." <laughs> yeah. and
2: that's where.
4: It's so funny because I knew of that video before I knew Mike and he and I talked about it and I'm sure he's been asked a thousand times about it but he was like, I'm just such a terrible business person that I didn't copyright any of that. So people started making shirts and that merch and all the and, yep. and he didn't make any money off of it. Factory of because he, Yeah, because he yep. just threw a video up on YouTube of him ranting that somebody filmed on their phone. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah.
0: Didn't he also? Didn't he burn his LeBron jersey?
4: That's not him. That was no. not him. No.
0: Okay. Then the other thing is uh, is the uh, the we are not Detroit. The Cle- yeah, it's that's the Cleveland Mike.
4: tourism video. That's oh. Mike as well. Mm-hmm. Those that yeah. that's so
1: great. Have you seen that? I don't think so. I'll show you after. It's there was a so video great. after this season when the Bengals beat the Steelers and it helped the Browns out a lot. There was a video yes. that got passed around of some kid who tweeted out before the game if cincinnati beats pittsburgh tonight i will drive through the night to ballground yes. stadium and eat a can of fucking skyline chili and <laughs> while
4: the motherfucker, jumping in the river the
1: at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> yes that was that is why sports fucking rule just chugging yes. chili you know just community and it means so much to people and that video just the joy in his voice. Well, alone. because he
4: didn't care. He's like, "This is the best thing. It like, pro- this yeah. is amazing." Yeah. Dude, he fucking yeah. quit his
1: job. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so great. <laughs> no, it's so- just in complete ecstasy, and <laughs> it literally, it literally like didn't even get you to the playoffs. It was just like, now we're in a no. better situation, yeah. <laughs>
4: right? Now mm-hmm. it's it'll be a little bit easier. I don't
1: know, <laughs> man. Yeah. I, I I find myself cheering for the brownies. We, we
4: Sidsy,
0: have to. Sidney Shirts, we put out a shirt before they fired Marvin with had Paul Brown Stadium on it and it said Factory of Sameness. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah,
4: right. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: So, so, I mean, are so you're not, you don't have any plans. You're not extremely optimistic about the season. You lost your husband. He's now in New York, you know, where you were yeah.
1: supposed to be, you know. Right. Now, Damn. Yeah. Now you have more reason to move there. It makes sense because you were going to move to New York
4: he would have gotten... It's just... It'll, maybe it Maybe one day down the road. Mary, you know?
1: it played out that you are where you should be. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it could play out with Frankie one well, day. Well,
4: and I took this radio gig. They, I think they have radio in New York. I'm not sure. So you they never might. know what could happen there, you know?
1: Who
0: knows? There
4: are
1: doors still to be open.
0: Yeah. Here, let me give you some optimism for this season. I think you guys are going to be fine because the AL Central is just... The White Sox are really, really good. The Twins are good. And then there's the rest of the division. And you still have Shane Bieber. You still have Zach Plisak. You still have a really exciting young guy with Tristan McKenzie. The rotation's still there. And you only lost Brad Hand out of the bullpen. There is still a chance the Indians could be, like the Reds, an 83-win team.
4: You hope. hope. It's one of those where I think people are just gonna be so excited to go back to do anything yeah that it's like i'm just happy to be outside you know <laughs> and oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. cool to have you know to be back in the stadium or whatever but uh yeah it's it's a bummer it's it's just something that cleveland's done for so long where they just won't pay people so it's like anybody who's ever gotten good we're like a farm team for all the other the rest of the mlb where it's just yeah. like what what the hell, man? You know, but um yeah, I mean if you want to be optimistic about it, sure, that's a scenario that could play out.
0: I'm just trying to help you here Yeah,
4: so you can be optimistic. give
1: you a silver lining. That's just <laughs> that's what we try to do here every week with the Reds. This summer is going to be incredible. Because I mean, oh, yeah. I mean this la- I mean last summer people were in quarantine for like mm-hmm. 3 months and then it got to be 90 degrees outside and everyone was like, "I'm going to spend my whole day walking around." Yeah, And yes. then after a fucking It'll be fourteen, fifteen months. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna be inside.
5: I'm no. not gonna be inside yeah.
1: for one second of the day, unless I'm telling jokes somewhere. <laughs> Other than that, I am just out. Well, I'm just hitting the fucking pavement.
0: I mean, what in when July? In July, mid July, when the season finally started, we were just psyched that we were out on my roof with a TV watching baseball. Yeah,
4: it's such a different feeling, man. Well, and that's. Um, I'm sure. I mean, every city has their announcers. Tom Hamilton is legendary in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's voice, it's fucking, like, as Velvet. soon as you hear it, you're like, like yeah! Like, you know, we <laughs> are underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, and it's like, you get this, like, this yeah. ah! Like, this is just <laughs> this feeling about it. So, like, I remember when they said baseball was starting, like, one of my favorite things, I, I just love summertime, and I think that's yeah. what has has you know, you correlate summer
1: him. with baseball,
4: right? So, like, having all the windows open and a breeze coming through my apartment, and then hearing Tom Hamilton while I'm like watching the tribe with just chilling on my couch like that. Oh, it's so because you can't, you know, nothing was open, you could be outside, but it's like, this is what we're waiting for, you know, with this just perfect environment for it.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Mm. That's a good mm. Cleveland afternoon with with Duchess meowing up Ugh. on you. Duchess the cat. Dick. Can
4: you guys hear her? She has not stopped screaming. No, I haven't no. heard her.
1: But I just I love a fucking cat. Even if it's in like- a, even if it's a Zoom call, I'm always thinking about the cat on the other Whoa. side of that camera.
4: I don't understand because she has. she's just not doing anything all day long.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
4: the minute I get on a Zoom call, she's right fucking here and screaming at me. I'm like, why? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> she but, wants the fame, girl. Yeah. She wants the spotlight.
4: No she's a bitch. <laughs> she she <laughs> wants <laughs> the
1: spotlight. She sees you chasing your dreams and she's like, I've got something to say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she's
4: like, listen to me the for pe- once, mom. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cats go yeah. viral, mom. And all for, the time. Yeah. And for some reason- she's, my cats aren't up here yeah vinnie and ezra no appearance
2: no
4: my uh she does play the perfect straight guy like straight man and and if you need someone to be like that wasn't funny she's like she's like the the feline jason bateman over here (laughs) (laughs) so well (laughs) (laughs) any video i've ever done if i need someone to remind me how unfunny i am that's the character this one plays
1: so you guys got really really close. Like closer even than you were when you were just shacked up in your place by yourself.
2: Yes. <laughs> My yeah, girlfriend gotten- got a
1: cat in October and it I've never seen a bond so strong. <laughs> it's Dude, fucking well, crazy. Like
4: I- I said it earlier, like I was uh, I stayed at my boyfriend's two nights in a row. And then today I got home this morning and she was like all up. In- she had thrown up because she's pissed because that's what she does. <laughs> yeah, just and, a little
1: middle finger. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And then she's just like all over me and yelling and rubbing and like I can't go anywhere. I went to the bathroom and her stupid little paws like coming out underneath the thing. I'm like, I get it. You know, <laughs> it does make me nervous for traveling again, though, because like she is a cat. The reason I got a cat instead of a dog is because they're self-sufficient. Low maintenance, but, baby. Yes, if I'm gone for a week, I need someone to come check on her twice, you know, like just make sure her food's filled, scoop out her box, we're good to go. She's yeah. not going to fill
1: I'm- up your room with excrement.
4: Throw up everywhere, something. shit on my bed, like I'm nervous mm-hmm. for that, to be honest yeah. with you. it's
0: why we got two cats, so that when we go out of town, those two can fight over each other and whatever to do. Yeah, they're just
4: a right.
1: companion. It's the way to go. I'm so team cat, it's not even funny.
0: Yeah. Fuck dogs. Yeah, fuck dogs. I like a
4: dog. If I could have a dog, I would
0: have a dog. Right, but, but. then, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like me and children. Like, I don't want to have kids, but I'm a really good uncle, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pet you, the, the dog, not the kid. I'll pet the dog, I'll, like, play with the dog, I'll put the kid in a closet. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for uncle sure. stuff.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> love holding babies, and the only thing that's better than holding a baby is giving your it bag. to someone else.
4: Mm-hmm. Just
1: handing the baby away and then carrying along with your merry life.
4: thought oh, that was fun for a minute
1: what is it parents oh yeah no that was good cosplay it's so cute Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll cosplay being a dad yeah yeah i'm down for
0: it i'm good
4: at this i'll bust yeah. out
1: my white new balances and dockers i'm ready fucking a well
4: i've been an aunt since i was 11 years old that's I, right
1: you kind oh, of yes. are mama
0: i've been an mama aunt Mary.
4: for a very long time and um i'm great for a couple hours i, I can handle, and it's not even like oh 15 minutes i get annoyed i can usually do like five hours an outing my, mm-hmm. can, i can do an outing i can do a day aquarium yes we can to go eat. to the zoo i can do that and then by the end of the night i am ready to have my own time and when my dad passed away so i have five brothers and sisters i have 12 nieces and nephews God.
2: Damn. and when my
4: dad passed away everyone was in one house and i was like i need a day and i Oof. in in the city that i lived in i booked a hotel because i told him <laughs> i was like guys this is just too much like yeah. mm-hmm. I know they're your kids, and you probably wish you could get away too. But I need to go be alone for but, a day. But <laughs> like- yeah.
1: contractually, legally speaking, right, I don't have to fucking be here. Exactly
4: right. <laughs> You,
1: you could if you left right now and just left all these little, small, uncooked children. You could go to jail, but right. I'm, I'm out. Yeah.
4: I did. And I, it wasn't even I, a nice hotel. I just wanted a bed where no one else was. Motel that's 6. that I <laughs> it's like, like,
1: Oh, this is great. Well,
4: and it's so funny because I haven't been on the road in so long that I did my regular road routine where like I went to the gas station. I got snacks. I ate an edible. I went, put on the office and just vegged in the oh, Just the like best. it was a post show. Just <laughs> like that. I had my little Sudoku book and I was doing my post show routine just 10 miles from my house. You know? <laughs>
1: that's fucking beautiful. That's the move. I needed it. No, I that's so awesome well yeah um you've got a clubhouse show coming up here yeah do your full do your full plug do your instagram and uh and the hillbilly bougie and everything
4: yeah so debut album hillbilly bougie drops uh February 26th it is available for pre-order now I have the link in my bios of my social media so if you want to check me out on Instagram it's mary santora comedy twitter mary underscore santora and like I said the link's right there in the bio to go pre-order that I'm super excited about it and other than that thank you guys for having me go tribe
5: fuck yes